So we are back, and it's uh, been pretty much like kind of a, kind of all the weeks past, you know, a little worse than the one before, but not tremendously. Other than that, uh, that thing that happened, we've got the Inflation Slash Reduction Act that uh, that just went through. So that'll definitely be aiding in inflation, and definitely be aiding in reduction. So I think it's an aptly named <laughs> bill, and. You know, even though it is a you know a build back better light, it uh, it will do well in helping direct the American economy. So I mean, well, it builds something back better, doesn't it? We've only just had what like uh, fifty or sixty days of of uh, reducing gas prices after the world record setting maximum we had. Yeah, there, so, uh, there gonna, is that. We're gonna build that back better. Oh, oh yes, we will. Don't worry. Those prices, oh, yeah. we can. Uh, these these numbers are amateur numbers, folks. I mean, absolutely amateur numbers. We can get these numbers up. Can we can get these numbers way up. If you thought six dollars was high, oh, look, we're gonna oh. have gas prices. We're gonna have the best gas prices. We are. Gonna, we are gonna have prices, prices that are seen. gonna make. The Russians' eyes water. They are going to be drowning be in rubles. They are going to just be doing the Scrooge McDuck dance in their uh, fucking ruble silos as they, uh, you know, enjoy being Seriously. the fucking next Saudi Arabia, basically. One thing we should actually be happy about, although I'm pretty sure it's going to get somehow uh, punted by the end of this, segment, is... Uh, those uh, those modular nuclear reactors they got regulatory approval for twenty thirty yeah right <laughs> yeah those yeah well and there is there's the rub and uh, we've actually given yeah in in China um, through the Taiwan uh, Taiwan president uh, recently announcing that the next eighteen months is when they expect. Uh, an attack on the island, or an invasion, rather. Um, that's well before 2030, and that's kind of it's a problem for us. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> we'll have our uh, all of our chip manufacturers up and running by then either. So now, if we see a one-two punch like we saw at the beginning of last century, and then there's a World War Four that somehow is fought without sticks, we'll probably have nuclear reactors by then. Uh, that'll probably be the uh, the 2040s, you know, just to keep up with the times. <laughs> oh, good times. 20, 2045, we'll uh, be we'll be uh, sending in the troops on E Day to uh, to take over West Taiwan in the name of democracy, and we can get rid of Shin uh, Jinpu, the fascist leader of the communist country. Just hilarious because they're both forms of socialism. Well, you know, communism—it uh, kind of destroys everything it touches, yeah. one way or the We're other. The red flags. Yeah, literally. Uh, quite literally, in uh, most cases. Sometimes red and black, but you know, whatever. Either way, uh, quite adequately red. So yeah, if red I'm gold, uh, red, if black, I come off a white. little bit loopy, I'm uh, just gonna go ahead and warn everybody. I'm still in a lot of pain, and uh, the process continues apace, but it is not as fast as I would like. So 
excuse me if I sound wincy or, uh, you know, weird or kind of loopy because I am wincy and a little weird and a little loopy right now. And I'm also going to take a quick sip of this whiskey. Because I don't normally drink nearly this much, but man, fucking anything to uh, cut the edge <laughs> off of this fucking thing. I mean, I can still, I'm still only getting like, the best I can do right now is about three hours of sleep at a time. But two stretches of that is six, and that's enough to be a functional, like, being. Yeah, so. fair enough. <sighs> and there's whole, uh, the whole movement of, uh, of micro-sleep, which is just, like, weird to me. Oh, yeah, no, um, actually, thing. Uh, who was that fucking like guy this. that did the, um, Michelangelo? No, Da Vinci. He, uh... He slept in like 30 minute increments, but at like six times throughout the day or something like that. Right. Which is just like that, the whole net, like the, a lot of ex- executives were in on a fad, uh, about 10, 15 years ago. Uh, where they, uh, they do that, that napping thing and just like try to max their, they're trying to maximize their hours in the day. It's like, okay, so basically none of these people ever, um, like have a home life. Oh no. If that's how they're living. They most certainly do not. And they're probably I all on can't. cocaine or crack. Actually, they're definitely all on cocaine. Oh, well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, we've got to consider these are powerful people. They're probably on There are a lot of lawyers involved in that. This cocaine. Well, possible, but probably also amphetamines because, you know, you can just get them from your doctor. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'll have a link here to the uh, the vote where uh, Kamala's up on. uh, Well, excuse me, should I say Officer President uh, Harris? Anyway, whatever. Um, she's up (laughs) on there casting her uh, deciding vote. Oh yeah, I'm sure she uh, she brought up like ten pens and all kinds of other stupid shit. She does have a particularly demonic smile in that one, though. But uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, So on that specific note. The um, oh, where did I have the link here on that specific bill? Because there's something that just went through with it as well. It's um, uh, there it is. Okay, so uh, this was said that they're uh, going to be increasing the uh, size of the IRS to quote unquote go after rich tax cheats. The thing about it is, oh, God. oh let, let me be very specific. It's an 87,000 person hiring spree for the IRS to just aid in audits and shit. So that's what they're saying they're doing. They're about doubling the size of the IRS to uh, go after these rich people. They're more than doubling it. They are. They currently have like 77,000. Yeah. They are more than doubling it. Indeed they are. And the thing is... All these rich people that they're talking about being able to go after. One, they already go after them. Two, they have all their shit in order because otherwise there'd be huge news stories about the big bust the IRS made. Yeah, Three, well, just look at Donald people, Trump. They have the money to hire people to make sure all their shit's in order. So four, they're coming after you. You That's and exactly me. right. Add so, that whole thing or everything over 600 bucks was going to be tracked. That's the kind of shit they're going to be uh, making sure it gets done right. From their end, and with uh, the amendments to the uh, the bill that uh, the uh, what, what what shall we call him the blue dog Democrat Joe Manchin uh, added in there, 
have ensured that anyone making over $30,000 a year will see an increase in their taxes. So that 400000 that's <laughs> not exactly right. Now, we've got well, another... Well, you know why they hate it, right? Because, uh, you know, it's they need, uh, they need to go down that, that bipartisan rat hole. Oh, yeah, buy some partisans? Definitely. Yeah. I don't know why that's tweeting, uh, trending, and I don't want to know. All right, so uh, beyond this, we've got... um, Oh. You guessed. Because he's very fat. He is. His head is well. Let me show you. Let me show you exactly why that's trending. Oh, wow. That's... uh, that's, Look at uh, that casting couch executive right there. Look at that. Boy, at he's that bigger Harvey. than... Uh, well, that's the thing. I mean, Harvey wasn't that big. That's... Uh, Yowzers. Condolences. Yeah. yeah, imagine imagine how his knees feel. Well, I can see why he's got them propped up. <laughs> well, They're anyway. straining under their own weight while he's sitting down. <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. So there was an amendment that was proposed to this bill uh, by... um, Oh, who was it that proposed this amendment? I don't know. It's the the crapo amendment, but uh, it would have limited the uh, bill's 87,000 new agents to auditing companies and individuals with an income of 40,000 or more. And you'll never guess... It went straight down party lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they should have done, should have added a zero to that and seen if Biden was going to be able to hold that promise. Oh, yeah. I'll put you a link to that here if you want to see it yourself. But it's, uh, it's par for the course, really. I mean, exactly what well, I mean, you expect. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like begrudge the, the party politicians their party politics because we basically all participate in that farce by voting for these assholes into office. You know, once the, once we put a political animal in office and they act like a political animal, you can't get too angry at the political animal except for the fact that they are technically human. You know? Well, um, I, maybe. Oh, the ones maybe. that aren't lizards. So, okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Then. Fair enough. That's, there's 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 a slow transformation over time as they accrue years in office. They start to get their scales around year ten. It could be, could be. And that's that's when they should be burned with a stick. Just you know, covered in tar and feathers, and then throw a few uh, throw a few butane burners already lit up on them. Really hard, say knock them out. <laughs> Well, who can say? Who can say? Well, 87,000 IRS agents might be able to say soon. Well, they'll certainly have a say. That's for fucking sure. It's like people forget what happened to the Tea Party. They still have to pay taxes, as uh, Sandy Sandy Cordes found out. Oh, God, I'm getting paid all this money. Why do I have to pay taxes on it? Yeah, isn't that weird? I mean, here's the funny thing. I actually agree with her on this point. Because they're getting paid, like, if you're getting paid money by the government, it should just be, it's tax-free money. Um, 
but it should be less than other. You know, it it should already be the less amount. Just just to be done with it, you don't have to spend the extra time and shit on it. Yeah, it'd be unfair. Whatever they could bitch about it and argue for a higher pay, whatever. The details are you know the details are irrelevant there. The fact that there's this economic masturbation that goes on with the federal government that confuses everything and wastes money. It's like why the fuck are we doing that? Hmm. You have to wonder. We've been burning money in a fire for a long time instead of you know having a base on Mars. If we're gonna pass shit like this, you know, and and hold back the species even longer, um, why, 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 are they, why would they be worried about forcing uh, federal employees to do yada yada whatever with their federal income tax? Just like just make make that part of their income tax free. Just all the all the strings and shit, cut them off. Whatever, just. And I know why they do it, so that you, you know, people don't ask where they actually fit in, because it's uh, part of your your daily ten felonies. But you didn't know that one on average. Every American commits about ten felonies a day. No, that Those was are five. federal, not state. Those are federal, not state. Hmm. So uh, your mileage may vary depending on where you live. If you're in Kentucky, for example, and you eat chicken with a fork, um, I think it's yeah, it's Kentucky. Uh, if you eat chicken with a fork. That is a uh, that is a crime. Oh, yeah, but is it's it not felonious? in fourth. I can't remember if that one's a felony or a misdemeanor, but that one is a crime. It's still in the books. Uh, I believe it's still in the, it's, it was still in the books as of like ten years ago. So I have I see no reason why they would have gotten rid of that yet. Uh, it's just funny at this point, and everybody knows it in the state. Nobody enforces it because it's stupid. But you can imagine that there'd be one police officer at some point who'd ask somebody in a restaurant, "Hey, you know, while well, he's power tripping, hey, are you uh, eating that chicken with a fork? You know, that's illegal, sir." I wouldn't put it past certain people. I mean, so it's, it's, it'd be like going after after uh, Capone, and uh, you know they got him with taxes. Oh sure, yeah. Well, I mean that's kind of what they do with a lot of the folks that have got all their uh, stuff together. But then the ones that really have their stuff together and are above board and run real businesses, they've got it extra together and there isn't a goddamn thing you can do about them because they aren't breaking any laws, technically. Yeah, they're just buying them. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, just as another uh, by-the-by, anyone who will be making $600 plus a year from, uh, I don't know, say StubHub, uh, Ticketmaster, eBay, uh, Grubhub, Uber... You're going to be getting a 1099 starting this year, and that is shared with the IRS. Now, keep in mind that technically, not technically, just literally, if you earn more than $400 in a year, you are required to file federal income taxes. Just FYI. Uh, (laughs) That's a thing. So do you get that? I thought it was sixteen thousand. No, four dollars. Huh. Duly noted. I mean, you will be getting money from the government if you file that uh, tax return. But you know, if, technically, if uh, you waited out your time, earning money over that time, 
the government could cite you for late taxes and charge you for it. Huh. Uh, which would be weird because they'd be charging you interest on them giving you money anyway. And uh, I'm not sure how that would work out. There'd probably be a net balance in your favor still, but it'd just be lower than if you got your benefits every single year. You know, consult your CPA if you're earning more than 400 bucks a year. Oh man, it's uh, it's really something else. It uh, it uh, it really is. And you know, just to just to kind of speak to how shitty the rhinos over there are. I mean, they um, at the same time as the forty billion dollar uh, aid package was sent over to Ukraine, they blocked a uh, forty eight billion dollar aid package for like small businesses and restaurants and yeah. like venues. And yeah, same, I have actually thing. read over that part. bill. And it's it's actually not a bullshit bill. It actually just helps small businesses, restaurants, and venues. And yeah, uh, yeah so that was, was yeah. that happened. Those happened two hours apart. Sure enough, sure enough. On uh, the nineteenth uh, of May, just just so you're yeah. aware, it's it's really quite indicative, but. A great number of these people who are up for re-election have been uh, pushed out and will hopefully uh, uh, continue to do so. And on that note, may I offer my congratulations to Carrie Lake. And uh, I, yeah. I hope she goes on to become the governor of Arizona. I think she would do very well for those folks. So I see your picture there and I got, um, I got an alternative or two to give you. Actually, in kind with using a cobra, first up, uh, first up is this one because it's just funny. Well, yeah, I know because I already posted that one. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> let me uh, let me go ahead and find you some more then. No, I've got plenty here. I do For my vast collection. But it wouldn't be a bad idea to throw up something new to. Well, there's that one. And, have some uh... fun. For the uh, for the and folks then, uh, looking at home, we've got some uh, we've got some uh, newly. Uh, Newly uh, Gadsden. criminalized Gadsden memes here, as and, uh, uh, as we all know, because uh, of course the uh, the feds have now said that uh, Gadsden stuff is uh, it's all uh, verboten and uh, is meant oh, yeah. to be, um, you know, just it shows well, the funny the thing is the worst. The, uh, the libertarians tried to uh, tried to replace the Gadsden flag, and the campus was a hedgehog. <laughs> Which a is blue just... hedgehog? Oh, blue head. and red. <laughs> it's red, white, and blue. I see. It's, that's that's working enough. Uh, and then I have a, a story in five parts, which unfortunately will not fit nicely on your your uh, television screen. There. And this is just uh, the the, the Gadsden sequence here. This is "Don't tread on me," followed by the uh, the socialist "We will I've tread." I've seen one of those red flags, by the way, the one that has the uh, fist holding yeah. the snake. There's somebody yeah. in my town that has one, and I would not be sad if their house burned down. Yeah, it'd be a little tragedy. Then, uh, then I am not making any born. kind of insinuation with that. I'm just saying it would be fucking hilarious. Hey, I, 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 you know, I, I toss a nickel at him. I mean, I might, I might piss on the fire to help put it out. You know, I mean, that's the right thing to do, right? Well, if they're sitting on the curb weeping, it's like, here's, have a wooden nickel. Sorry, did I mention it was wooden? 
See you at the carnival, pal. Have a free ride on me. But yeah. Um, oh yeah, this is just full of all the uh, all the forbidden names because. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. Amongst our martyrs, now uh, we've had listed uh, Ashley Babbitt, of course, because she was murdered by a uh, BLM supporter. Uh, not, I shouldn't say murdered. That requires premeditation. She was killed by a BLM supporter oh. on uh, the sixth of January. Murder also implies adjudication, which is never going to happen. Uh, true, true. So she because was killed. An investigation uh, happened, not adjudication. Yeah, no, justice will not be done. Uh, no justice, no peace, or something like that. I don't know. Let me ask another thing. Is, 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 I'll, I'll say this in his favor. You know, devil's advocate here. She was climbing through the window. He had no idea how many assault rifles were strapped behind that flag that was obviously flat on her back. And uh, she was not listening to instructions. Even though none were um, being given. Even though none were being given. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, the officers in front of her said, we will shoot. I think that was the case. And uh, he shot without saying anything. Yeah, and then, of so, course, the officer also to her side didn't do yeah. anything to really stop her or anything either. Yeah, you know, they could have had somebody post up against the door since they knew that nobody had any fucking weapons um, and say something to the effect of, hey, uh, don't come in. Yeah, it wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been real difficult. What with the uh, you know riot cops that were ARs that were you know literally right there, you know like literally three feet away. Police officers, law enforcement officers of all kinds have no obligation to protect you, none. Indeed, they don't. And we learned that a few years back when a serial killer was apprehended because the uh, many years back it was ruled in the Supreme Court multiple times. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, there was the thing that happened in uh, New York City where the... Sorry, uh, I forgot there was goldfish memory going on here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, there is the, the one real specific one that was kind of high profile, the serial killer in New York City that was on the subway, uh, the right. guy that was stabbing people, and then a good Samaritan actually wrestles the guy to the ground, finally uh, gets the knife away from him, and then the cops that were literally looking through the window in the door down on him uh, finally came in after the guy had been uh, just sliced to ribbons and stabbed all over. Ends yeah. up uh, getting Actually, through. Speaking of that, uh, do you see that, uh, that uh, store owner? That store worker, rather? Oh, in Vegas? I don't remember if he was owner or not. Uh, I think it might have been the guy who uh, had those two dipshits stealing from his store. Yeah, One apparently the, the uh... counter, he takes his knife and ends his fucking life. Uh, the thing I liked at the end of that was he's, he's like, I'm dying, I'm dead, I'm dead, and then he passes out. Yeah, verily, I die. Or then the video ends, rather. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a trip to watch. It really is. I mean, it, it's sad when someone dies. It's less sad when that person dying was trying to steal from someone's store and had a fucking knife ready to stab them. Well, not only that, there is uh, there's some reportage on uh, the identity of that individual, and it appears that he might be a uh, black blocker. In which case, I mean, if <laughs> well, you're communists aren't people, exactly, exactly that. <laughs> And they aren't. So, 
you know, I mean, I don't. I mean, they might want to call in the ASPCA or something and see if they want to press charges on this guy. But I don't see. That'd be true. I, you know, actually, I mean, if you have a dog with rabies attack you in the park, it doesn't matter if it has a collar on it or not, you can still shoot it. Mm, true, true. So I guess it would. Uh, I guess it would fall on the owner of this uh, rabid dog then. You know, that allowed it out to. to well, they just... have to find out what branch the red of the red plague that is. Well, as we know, we can't uh, we can't point the fingers at a certain Hungarian fellow that ratted out literal oh, Jews to literal one. Nazis. Let me help you out with that one. It's George Soros uh, speaking with my Jewish privilege here. That uh, that fat piece of shit that helped that helped point his fucking neighbors out, so that the Stasi could come over and uh, cart them off to death camps. And then pick through their shit to find the valuables with his other Nazi friends. That motherfucker. Never in your life could you ever be anti-Semitic to that asshole. Not no, once. probably not. I mean, um... not possible. Physically, mentally, emotionally, all that shit. Go down the whole checklist of ways that you could possibly be a bigot towards someone. Not possible with him when it comes to his ethnicity. Simply is not possible. That guy is a piece of trash. He is glad he did what he did. He's said so multiple times on public interview. He's yeah, a you monster. can uh, you can look those up. As a matter of fact, I will look one up where he has. Uh... Oh yeah, they and they're still on YouTube. Is the thing they're, they're sanctioned. They're sanctioned videos that will stay on there as long as the woke is woke. He was on TV. He did multiple interviews. They said, you know, when you went through this. Do you have any regrets? Do you have any remorse? He says, absolutely not. None. You know, call it the environment that created him as a monster? Fine, he's still a monster. Is it sad that a little Jewish boy went through that? Yeah. But, you know, when but you sell your soul, so you, know, much you sell harm. your soul. He has he's carried that, that harm with him and perpetuated, he has perpetrated upon the civilians of other countries in mass. That is intolerable. There we are. I'll get uh, I'll get an article out of the Times of Israel. That seems like a really uh, a really good one, right? Fair enough. All right, let's see here. Well, why is this not uh, showing any of them? No, oh, that's weird. Ah, here we go. The uh, 60 Minutes with George Soros. It's a there you go, yeah. bit of a long interview. Not the longest, but this should have the uh, thing and the full access is available. So I'll just I'll put that in the links below for anybody who wants to actually see that uh, that full interview so they can have the you know, proper context of George Soros literally confessing to working with the Nazis. Yeah, and keep in mind, there were other Nazi collaborators. He's not the only one. He's oh, far no. from the only one. Um, and there were, you know, many of them were equally horrible people. Many of them were also equally terrified people. Um, just happens that most of those people that came out of that were really upset that they had to do any of that, and they were probably forced into it. But others were enticed into it. You know, you get to keep a part of the treasure you get from your neighbors. You covetous asshole. Yeah, and so, you know, when you get somebody like that, you get, uh... I mean, you wonder how he got so rich at the end? 
there you go. That's uh, it wasn't all his neighbor's money and shit, but you know, I bet you a part of that helped him set up because everyone else who got out of that that war alive pretty much came out of it with absolutely nothing in their pocket. Yeah, yeah, the ones that uh, ones that ran away, crossed borders, and uh, showed up with only the stuff on their skin that they could own. You know, on that very same note, I would like to uh, add a note. There's, uh, I don't know if there are or aren't a lot of folks on here who would know uh, a Twitter user by the name of Imperator of Puns. He's a good guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's a memer, he's a shit poster, he's a video gamer. He's but an he's, shit he is, he is, and he's, he's a Ukrainian dude, and he's uh, pretty much all in on the Zelensky narrative. I don't see him talking about it so much anymore, and I also see Amnesty International talking about it. But we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> we'll we'll cover that one in just a second. I have something to say about Amnesty International. Oh, there's plenty to say, but sometimes you know. Um, Broken clocks or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so um, he's uh, he got out. He was actually in one of the occupied areas, and he got out safe and sound. He's in uh, Poland. He's working, and you know, yeah. just trying to live his best life. And uh, bless him. You know, I I hope he uh, I hope he's able to build a new life with him and his family, and things are just better than they ever could have been. Has uh, shit's gone so fucking weird in Eastern Europe, you know? Yeah, I mean, look if um, if you wanted to buy some farland cheap, uh, <laughs> as long as you don't mind speaking Russian. Yeah, true, true. On that note, uh, also the uh, first shipment went out uh, last week from uh, Odessa of uh, grain that honestly could probably be used to feed hungry Ukrainians. But hey, whatever, you know, right? You know, it's... Well, um, you kick them off their land, then you sell them the produce that they were making back. Yeah, and mind you, this is is not old Vlad that's sending out the shipments. This is uh, uh, old Vlad, I guess we should say. Uh, Mr. Zelensky is... uh, He was able to take a moment out from, you know... His busy schedule. The guy's got a lot on his plate. He's got, you know, he's doing like three, four, five photo shoots a week. He's got, uh, you know, he's got to figure out where all these weapons are going, how to put them all on ThiefNet, you know, how to launder that money. The guy is busy. You know, he's got to uh, shut down new media organizations that uh, get started up in Ukraine that might, might, note, uh, not agree with him. 100% of the time, so, you know, in that case, it's probably something that you should probably not allow, just as a you know, reasonable person. I mean, you you don't want dissent in a time of war, right? That's that's not helpful. Well, you know, keep in mind, we have the Alien and Sedition Act over here. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we also have the Patriot they, uh, Act. They, they exist, yes. Well, <laughs> there's... There's always an upgrade. Yeah, and that that to say as well, it can always get worse. So, you know, be careful what yeah. you wish for. Well, speaking of things getting worse, right? Um, we have the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. We do. We do the uh, Inflation and Reduction Act, yes. 
to which I say Google. Um, define reduction. Although, you know, it's uh, again, here's the thing is is the, the, the sentiment is is realistic and rational and accurate. The uh, the delivery is not always accurate and the people that are bouncing a meme around are not always uh, all there upstairs. But the, the saying you are the carbon they want to reduce is not inaccurate. Which is not a good thing. Oh, and <laughs> also, just as a complete aside to this uh, carbon footprint bullshit, there's, um, and I kind of don't care, but it's an interesting point that's been made. Uh, apparently, people are trying to make Taylor Swift into a, a target of all this. And I've okay. tried to look, and apparently she's never said shit about climate. One way or the other, interestingly enough. Yeah, and, and, which well, might be yeah. the goal, which is like, oh, well, well, you you need to get on board with the narrative, woman. Come on. Who knows? I have though, to ask, really? though, who the fuck would care what she says about climate? Well. She's famous for dumping, like, what, 19 guys or whatever? You know, one for album? Yeah, I think that's a thing. She's just she's she's famous for being like a, a clingy needy girlfriend that can't find a man. And yeah, I think she sings it. too, doesn't she? I mean, I don't. Maybe, I, occasionally, I think she does. <laughs> I don't really follow that whole like area of music, Swift, so it's right? kind of it's outside just, of my. Uh... She's got like a ton of albums, and each one of them came after a breakup. Well, I guess that bodes well for her as a songwriter at least you know? oh yeah it's fantastic for her as a songwriter i think she finally settled down with someone which is you know good for her which is but probably terrible time, for her again, as a songwriter uh, well again well she's got she got a bunch of albums that sold very well she's doing fine but again i think i think the biggest question here is who the fuck cares what she has to say about climate well the thing about it is i, I uh, she's not an expert. She's not read into it. She's you know. Well, they've been uh, there's been like a shitload of articles that have been put out recently about all these stars that uh, do all this fucking climate bullshit. Like uh, they're that they're actually uh, the biggest polluters or have the biggest carbon footprint or some other dumb oh, yeah. made up bullshit. And uh, they they, uh, they all fly around private and who gives a fuck at this point uh, what they have to say. Yeah. Well, I just. Sure. Uh, somebody had brought it up on my timeline and I thought, well, what the fuck? Why not? Yeah. And I, I couldn't find anything. It seems like she hasn't uh, ever really commented on climate, which, I don't know, more power to her then. You know, that's kind of uncommon in our uh, really uh, utterly retarded world yeah. of today. So, I guess uh, just kudos to that, but that was uh, just an utter aside from everything we would normally be talking about. It just kind of came up otherwise in discussion. That being said, there was another incident that happened in the last week involving a store and a would-be robber. This one was a little bit less theatrical and a lot, lot, lot more dangerous. So we've got a, um, ah, shit. I want to say this was in, uh, I think Los Angeles. I know California. And uh, we've got uh, some guy runs into a uh, store, convenience store, I believe, and uh, pulls up a rifle that, uh, by all rights, is illegal in that state. 
has uh, uh, you know any number of features. Wait, so hold on a second. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that the gun laws didn't work. I hate to I hate to do this to you, man. I do. I but, am shocked. Uh, but yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like they must have had some powerful, powerful wizardry on their side to be able to overcome oh, the shit. the magic of those laws. I am I am absolutely shocked. Thankfully, thankfully though, despite their expertise in wizardry and thaumaturgy, they were stopped. So uh, the guy pulls up his uh, rifle, aims it at the dude, and is like, uh, "Give it up!" And uh, the dude's like an eighty-year-old guy. Ducks all to the left, grabs a shotgun, and oh, I saw that one. Yes, and the, uh, well, he he gives LA it car. up. He he does. He uh, gives up at least one barrelful, and uh, dude's like, he shot my fucking arm off, and it is one of yes, the most hilarious yes. things ever. That's the part I remember specifically. <laughs> the part oh, where yeah. He's running around the car. Oh, and then and car. then you get to see the. Uh, I'll I will include. Oh, let me make a note to myself so that I do. Well, it was like three of the four were arrested right away. Yeah, because uh, they dropped him off at a uh, at a hospital, and then they were picked <laughs> up later on. So yeah, then he's uh, so at the same time as he's just walked through the door, another person is getting out of the back of their uh, SUV with a shotgun, and at that moment you hear a pow, and. Then uh, dude's like, "Drop the fucking arm off!" and runs out the door. Then you get a little Benny Hill moment where they're all kind of running around trying to get in, get back into the car, drive off. Another car kind of stops them, and they just stop there like idiots and don't just drive through because they're yeah. obviously not professional at this. Well, they're they're criminals. They're stupid. They they are they are. And uh, then you know, as as said, you know the. The initial one gets uh, picked up after he's treated, and the other ones are picked up as well later on. So it's uh, it kind of warms the heart, you know. Maybe uh, maybe a little less if you're uh, not exactly into that sort of scene. But hey, you know, it's uh, it's not for everybody. The world's uh, a dark and dangerous place, and sometimes well, bad things I'm, I'm actually to, quite uh, upset by it that uh, to bad people. I'm quite upset that he didn't have a uh, uh, a Saiga 12 to drop more uh, more lead into these pricks. You know they don't need to die, um, but well, they I should think all have... that would actually be an assault shotgun. So you know, as a need, as a law-abiding citizen, uh, yeah, of the uh, of the uh, People's Republic of uh, California. You know, he's just, uh, he's, he's staying within the law. And as, as is evidenced by that, we can see that the law only affects the law abiding. Can you imagine I that? Think that uh, I think that they should have all had uh, a couple pieces of lead stuck on their ass to remember them by. At the very least, uh, rock salt, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, I think, it, you know, to be fair, I think that that's the way it should have gone. I think that rock salt would have been uh, a far more humane method of dispatching and uh they should have all had a nice salt filled wound in their asses well we can consider the possibility that 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 might become more uh, more feasible in the near future because with bruin and with uh west virginia versus epa 
it's entirely possible that the ATF could be completely defanged. And Lord, wouldn't I love to see it. And with uh, that, yeah. we could also see that the NFA is, um, well, it hasn't really been around all that long when we consider the 1700s, you know, and what was basically common at that time and for a long time afterwards. You know, anyone could own anything. Uh, even up until 1986, anyone could buy a machine gun, so it was perfectly viable. That's uh, quite a while. So we might... Uh, well, I think that we should... Uh, we might see any some of these things. Guns, quite frankly. Well, you know, I mean, you've got these store owners in these um, you know, blue cities, and Joe Biden says to have a double barrel. Well, I mean, that's only two shots. So, like you said, man, you know, maybe we can compromise. You know, they don't like the well, assault rifles, so why don't we just give the all these store owners, you know, a Sega with a drum? Right? That's fair. Here's the thing on uh, on guns. Here's the thing with it. They are the humane option. And people don't seem to realize that because people aren't going around murdering people or killing people in self-defense in other ways as often. Uh, and that used to be much more common, you know, per capita speaking here. Um, it used to be much more common in a community for someone to be defending himself with, like, an axe or a knife or a machete, you know... A, or a hammer. Um, people don't realize how fucking dangerous a lot of tools are. And, you know, politicians routinely get a, a, a surprise reminder every couple hundred years or so. Um, when they, they piss off the population enough, they come after them with everything else in the garage. It's or, not just. Or the sometimes guns. they just go crazy. Like in the uh, case of uh, the Scalise shooter, sure. you know, that was radicalized by Bernie Sanders. But again, and Jared um, Holt, I should I should specify, also radicalized by Jared Holt, right. noted figure and uh, head of right wing watch, Jared Holt. So, but again, though, it, it's people don't realize how humane a gun is relative to these other implements. Um, if you get stabbed, it is a long, fun process of having the blade go in and then out. Uh, if a bullet hits you, you don't know it's hit you until after it's stopped or through you. Yeah, you know, generally. Your brain does not get that whole process. You don't get that whole wonderful lived experience of a bullet entering your body and then stopping, shattering, or you know, blowing out the other side. You get suddenly there's a hole. And that is why you should use a good personal self-defense round in your, yeah. uh, in your carry piece, just, uh, just as a by-the-by. Yeah. Having been stabbed by by several things in the past, I can tell you that that is uh, an experience that I would have rather just suddenly had a hole in me. So there is uh... this kind of shit, and uh, you realize how much more. I mean, it's obviously I would rather not be shot because that would also suck. But well, you know, there's <laughs> there's differences here. Like, I mean, I mean I've, I've, having a full metal know, jacket like, round yeah. go. Go at it, go at you, and do a through and through is roughly on par with getting stabbed with a nasty knife. Well, let's just say this: you know, I've been, I've been stabbed with knives and other things too, but I, I've had I've had a pencil buried into my forearm before, uh, and then you know the the rest of it sticking out of me snapped off. Oh, and that sounds horrible. Then I had to extract it with my own fucking hand, and that you know, and that. And, 
you know, no stitches or anything. It just it healed up fine, yada yada. But like at the same time, like that, I I got to experience all of that fun. And just think about it: if someone came up to you with a piece of glass on the end of a piece of wood and stabbed you and broke it off, and you had to go and get that taken out, like that's a lot more shit going on than someone putting like a twenty-two caliber hole through you or a nine millimeter. You know. True, but it's also right on par with somebody leaving a uh, I don't know, 22 or 9mm in you. I mean, the middle ground is getting peppered by a shotgun. <laughs> well, that's uh, that one there, that depends on load, and depending on that, right. it's going to be... I think rock salt's the place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rock salt, you know, honestly, if you got something like a Sega, load your first two up with rock salt so that you can just... You know, go go ahead with Reckless Abandon. And just the ones past that, personally, I am a very big fan of the Winchester PDX load. It's a it's a lovely round. Uh, it's a 12-gauge Magnum, 3-inch uh, with the extra long brass. Has uh, three single-aught balls and then a slug. It's, uh, it's a lovely round. It really is a job doer. See, I like I like Chappelle's uh, description of what you need to do with a shotgun. You know, buckshot, birdshot. Mm-hmm. There's a birdshot, buckshot, birdshot, buckshot, uh, buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. <laughs> oh yeah, kind of uh, kind of like surprises. Like, hey, you might make it oh, through this one. You might not. Who knows? Well, it's 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 uh, it's it was a it was a liability thing, is what he said. Is you know you gotta. You can't just come at him with the buckshot. You have to basically give him a warning shot first. Birdshot, buckshot, birdshot, buckshot. Buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. Mm. Yeah, yeah that, that's not unreasonable. Oh, and just as a quick note as well on this specific topic, uh, California, according to the FBI statistics that were uh, issued fairly recently, unfortunately, despite their uh, very strict human rights control measures, California had the most active shooter incidents in 2021. Can you believe now, that? Now, I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is per capita here because uh, 0.015 per 100,000. Well, is it, is it still is it still the most on per capita basis? Or is that the basis you were citing? Because mm. that's kind of, you know, they California does have a large population. Okay, they did not have the most shootings per but they had the most active shooter incidents. Uh, it looks like again, Texas actually had the most also, active shootings at point zero one six seven, as opposed to the point zero one five. I mean, I, I, I holy also, shit! No, know, excuse me. Wow, fucking wow! Holy shit! No, uh, Georgia had point zero four five shootings per hundred thousand people. <laughs> holy uh, shit! Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> That's definitely Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hot Atlanta, folks. For fucking sure. Oh, God. I'll have a link to the, uh, the Zero Hedge article on this. It's got all the other worthwhile stuff. I think I, yeah, I put well, it in there I mean, for so, you, too. If I you was just going to point out that, that you know, the whole active shooter situation specification is uh, is is uh, a bit nebulous in the way it's applied. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's not really a useful statistic in general. But it is funny that California came out and just uh, on top of that stat. <laughs> well, you know, they like to be a leader. I mean, they lead the country in uh, shit-filled streets and homelessness and uh, 
you know, destitution, all this. Oh stuff. shit! I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't see bats is in the uh, is in the comments there or in the chat rather. Oh, sweet! Oh, I miss you. Hey, what's oh, up, oh man? he got you, motherfucker! You got the fire, Sega. I'm I am upset. Ah, oh, that's cool. My brother, my brother, got the fire of Barrett too. I, that also pissed me off. I wouldn't sent mind a video. one of those. Just sent me a video of him firing a fucking fifty cal out of nowhere. It's like, <laughs> bastard. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Even at $3 a round, still pretty damn cool. Well, you know, the, they're $100 rounds, man. That's pretty pretty good if you're getting like $3 a round. Well, I, depend. I mean, that's going to be like military surplus and whatever, but yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just saying, like, uh, if a range is giving you a $3 around uh, 50 cals. Oh, no, you're not going to get that at a range. No, no, no. no right. No, no. <laughs> no, that's that's what you're going to get off Gunbroker or SGMO.com. I, I just like say, like, I'd be, I'd be happy if I was able to find something like that. All right, uh, no, but on that note, SGMO is a, uh, a really up-and-up site. They've, uh, they've uh, always got all the major calibers and oftentimes a lot of the lesser ones. So, you know, if, if you're looking for something, that's a decent place to well, check out. Just, let me, let me just actually I do want to check it out. What was that again? SGMO.com. Okay. Um, search this site, 50 BMG. <laughs> so I actually do want to get a couple of the rounds, but I also do not have $300 on hand. Uh, <sighs> yep, looks like they got fifty BMG and Beowulf. That's that. That is that is at three dollars around. Give you that. Yeah, like that I said, is man. Surprising. You know, what? it must have been. So it must have been that it was in a. Oh no, it's uh, a it's a range thing. You're going to pay more at a range. For no, any no, no. Kind I'm, of rental I'm, or anything I'm like just that. saying, like the the hundred dollars a bullet. That must have been like a uh, like a green like a. a oh yeah, it might be like a uh, uh, round or something like that. It was it was just a random. A random dollar value that I got stuck in my head for 50, 50 cal round. No, if it's like a hash round, that's entirely possible. This is a high explosive. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. There's, there's like a. Yeah, they're the tracers. The high explosive penetrators. Yeah, heap rounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are uh, heap rounds are very nasty. High explosive armor piercings. Those are nasty in the uh, so in there's, the there's IAPs the as well. Tips, the silver tips are the uh, are heaps, and and then I think it was the blutes. Was it blue tips? Just have the the steel core, and then there's uh, there's green. Oh, the green tips. Well, green tips are so they aren't green tips for fifty BMG. The green tips are for um, uh, M whatever. Um, Oh, green tips are M eighteen eighty three, I think, but they're five five six rounds. Yeah, they're they're NATO rounds. Well, I remember because my buddy Jack uh, did three tours in Afghanistan as a uh, he's a Marine, so he uh, he got to tell us fun stories of his uh, you know his platoon leaders, you know, save your green tips uh, for when we need them. So they never got to fire their fucking green tips. He was so pissed about that. I mean, they did end up firing a couple of times, you know, but it's just like sitting there joking with his buddies about using green tips to hunt for fucking chickens. They're really good for hog hunting. Like, no bullshit. We can't shoot tallow heads. We can't shoot tallow heads. I want to explode a couple chickens. (laughs) Yeah, because 
Just let's let you get the pick out of the thing. I think that's going to be okay. Yeah, it's probably going to be yeah, okay. It punch right through a chicken. No, no, no. I mean the uh, the word. But probably yeah, it'll be fine because uh, I had to censor. A... I'm, I'm sorry, camel jockey. <laughs> That'll probably be okay too. So we'll just leave it at that. Don't fucking tempt these people anymore. Jesus fucking Christ, man. <laughs> I got a lot worse shit. To I know, about. and I do too. And we're on Odyssey, and it's fine. But I want to put this up on YouTube. Jesus, dude. <sighs> anyway, I'll, I'll restrain myself. Uh, thank you kindly. Uh, but that being said, um, yeah, this isn't ever going to get an SGMO, and they're never going to be interested in offering me a sponsorship. But if they are, and this does get to you, hey, available. Anyway, <sighs> so beyond that. And in relation to it, uh, there was a robbery in uh, New York, uh, I think it was New York City, or was it Brooklyn? I think Brooklyn, where um, a, uh, I don't know if he's a televangelist or if he's just an evangelist that happens to be on television as well, but he had like a million dollars worth of jewelry on him at the time during his broadcast and during his, uh, I guess, sermon. And uh, a bunch of hooligans came in and robbed the dude at gunpoint. The, uh, the video's not the most harrowing. I mean, they obviously aren't coming in to try and kill the guy, which is good because, you know, that's, that's horrible. I mean, he's a minister, for fuck's sake. Even if he is a, an 80s Jim Backer-esque type of person, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. He's uh, spreading the, the good word, shall we say, with a chuckle. But uh, nonetheless, despite his golden gilded jet, he is uh, he is a man of the cloth, and he was robbed on uh, like live in front of his parishioners and on television or YouTube or wherever it's broadcast. So, uh, with that in mind, he um, he thought he'd call on his good friend. Uh, you know, oh, what's that fella's name? Uh, Eric something. Eric Adams. Yeah, his good friend Eric Adams. The um, he's he's kind of important in New York now. He's doing. He's got a new job or something. Oh right, right, right. He's the mayor. Right. So he called on his good friend uh, uh, Mayor Eric Adams and said, um, "Hey, so can I get maybe a concealed carry permit?" The answer was uh, no. 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 And this, despite Bruin. So it looks like we've got ourselves a new convert to the uh, to the the ways of uh, uh, the ways of the world. Actually, speaking of converts on that front, oh. uh, New York City being one of the hot places for this to be showing up, as well as DC. Um, I've heard that there's been a, a big shift in the uh, in the rhetoric surrounding immigration issues. Indeed, indeed, it seems like some folks have found that their beds are rather uncomfortable, having been made in the fashion that they made them. Can you imagine that? I, it's, it's shocking. It really is. It it shocks the conscience to the very core. So oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it I'd would. Other um, faces though, when they're telling people about this shit. Oh this yeah, like haunted, almost mm, shook is the word I would use. Yeah, shell shock. There we go. Yes. Okay, so National Guard DC Mayor 
immigration. Let's see what that turns up on Google. Oh, hey, the DOD denied the D.C. mayor's request for National Guard help. Oops. Oh, that sucks for you. You know why they did that, right? Because uh, had they done that, then the national outcry would have fallen deaf had Texas or Arizona done the exact same thing. Certainly would. And, and they, they would have looked like assholes right before an election. Well, like bigger assholes, I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Um, they would have gaped a little bit more. Indeed, indeed. Like uh, like perhaps even to goatsy levels. Yeah, but it would have been Mr. Hands. Well. I can never remember. Was that the horse or the uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the horse that resulted in the... Uh... No, no, the name Mr. Hands. I can't remember which one it was. Oh no, that's that's the one with the horse. No, I, I know it's the one with the horse. I re- can't remember who was named that. Oh, I know I, it was named one of the two. Uh, I, I that is an interesting it, piece of internet affirma, and I don't know the specifics of it. So that's 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 a good thing. Put that feather in your cap and hold it there. Oh well, sadly I've seen the video, so uh, whatever. <laughs> So I yes, mean, the emotional damage is done. Yeah, it's like, dude, I've already been there. You, you're just saying, okay, well, you don't know that the cherry was called a cherry and not a strawberry. Well, at least you've, like, you know, you can say I've, I've partially buried that part of my emotional trauma. Yeah, until you brought it back up. Thank you. That memory is not coming back. Oh <laughs> yeah, no. There's, you will never ever in your life forget that guttural <laughs> grunt. <laughs> Uh, a whole generation of people grew up seeing that kind of horrible disfigurement <laughs> routinely shared around the internet before all the 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 naughty uh, the naughty censors could come on and say, "Oh, that's bad for you." Well, I like, we know fair, it's it bad for us. Is. That's why it's so funny to send it to people. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't bad for us, we wouldn't be sending it around. <laughs> Uh, it's entirely possible. Much, uh, much, uh, much like another thing that's bad for you that's getting sent around in places uh-huh. like San Francisco and Montreal. You know, I saw that more kids got it. Yeah, in a in an orphanage in New York. I Isn't that weird? Isn't that just a weird coincidence? The yeah, last ones that. had uh, two dads, and uh, just buy some. Oh, oh! I was wrong, by the way. I need to need to correct this. Uh, it's been a uh, couple weeks. Oh, do um, do please. When I, when I was the one, the first two kids that got it were not both in San Francisco. One of the two was in New York City. Oh, my bad. Oh well, that's that's completely different. Yeah, New York City and San Francisco are very different. One of them has a lot of shit on the streets. The other one just has some shit on the streets. Right, right, exactly, yes. No, it just smells more like urine. <laughs> precisely, precisely. These are very different places with very, very different issues. You know, so uh, you gotta why be... the fuck are you putting that in the chat, Bets? The, the fat dude is just like... Yeah, that's a fat guy, man. You know, we, uh... I guess sorry, we, we don't really support... Yeah, well... <laughs> I I mean that one looks a little bit too much like a fellow white to be a fellow white, but you know whatever. That being said, blame Odyssey. Okay, I blame Odyssey mm-hmm. and you. 
Mm, fair, fair. It's right there on the first page. Okay, now I have to look. They've got some interesting things. I there. don't see it. I don't see it on the first page. Now you're lying. Not on the first page and stickers either. You had to scroll to get that, sir. Mm, Should well. put a price on that. Make that two hundred dollars. No, nah. I did click stickers. It's not on the first page. No, nah, maybe it's uh, maybe it's in what you search for. Who knows? Yeah, it, yeah, it must. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just that he was constantly searching for the fat dude. Well, you know what happens. I don't know, a lot of fat dudes out there. It's a very, uh, very common thing in our world of today. I could go. Uh, I no, no. We're done with that one. We're not going any farther there because there's uh, too much trouble to get into. There's also some trouble that I could get into that I'm not going to. I'm just going to link it and uh, vaguely mention that um, there is a former Capitol Police officer by the name of Edward Travis Page that provided proof to a friend journalist that he is a legitimate individual claiming that one of the officers laid much of the blame of the January 6th incidents on Antifa, and I will go into no more details and depth because I'm not getting banned, and I'll just put a link to it. And the uh, resulting I see uh, that's has now been an equal opportunity fat person uh, poster. Good for you, sir. Hey, there you go. I'm sure she would just say she's big boned. As you do, as you do, you know. Yeah, she's some... just got big abdominal bones. Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, well, that's where bones present largely. You know, in the roundish middle section. <laughs> so anyway, this is from uh, Crabcrawler One on Twitter, which is an excellent, excellent follow for just really. Yes good news like if uh, Tim Pool said I'm not going to worry about a fence and I'm just going to put out the best fucking news that I can you'd get something like that you'd get something like the crab man so definitely give him a follow if you're on Twitter and if you're not well that's totally understandable Twitter is a hellscape <sighs> Wait, what am I supposed to talk okay, you sent me a YouTube link not, not you but you okay an uh, unexpected 40% increase in all causes deaths. All cause deaths in 2021. Indeed. I saw that mentioned elsewhere. It seems like we've um, we've seen a great risk well, of all cause is, uh All cause is basically your uh, your excess. I mean, if that includes... That includes excess. So, you got to keep in mind there's a whole lot of confounding factors here which uh, contribute to this. Um, you had a lot of people not going to their clinics for cancers. I'm not saying that's part. That's a major part of 40%, but that's not an insignificant part. You got a whole lot of other shit going on. Um, so this is not something you could like attribute to one thing, which I know is going to disappoint certain people, but it is what it is. Uh, but you know, certainly we could talk about fact that it um it does include a lot of a lot of issues that we've been talking about you know uh actually one issue i should also point out here another thing it's kind of a kind of a cross-pollination here because i know it comes up the whole uh, vaccination issue uh novavax 
didn't have the up uh, the uptake rate they were hoping. And part of the problem is that it was designed to uh, it was designed to counteract the original fucking virus, which. Yeah, we don't actually have any technology on the market today that is designed to deal with Delta. Now, we do have something that is coming in this fall. Oh, Omicron. Sorry, 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 sorry. Omicron. There are some that are just now hitting for Delta, but there is nothing for Omicron. There's nothing. Actually, no, no, there's not. I think the the Delta stuff is still in studies. There's no Delta stuff. There's one coming out this fall. There's one coming out this fall for BA6. That covers BA6. So that's um, that will help because uh, that's at least in proximity to the variants of concern that are present now. But you know the fact that the wild type is no longer a variant of concern should concern people when they are taking vaccines for the fucking wild type. That is to say, it is um, as of recording uh, 7:41 p.m. August 7th of 2022 and you yeah. all need to go out and get your 2020 flu shot right so that's where i get really frustrated because the the the, the, the like whatever you think about this one way or the other the whether you think it's bullshit year. whether you think it's some fucking disease thing whether you think it's a new vector whether you think it's um fucking gene therapy it's no matter what it wasn't made for what's on the market today Period. So here's here's another thing to consider is is the booster, the original booster, was not the you know the one that wasn't the Biden booster, was supposed to come out September of last year. It was supposed to cover everything through the end of 2020, which included Delta. Oddly enough. Oh sure, yeah. Never happened. Never fucking happened. Uh, we got the Biden booster instead, which was just more doses of the original vaccine which were effective to a small degree against Delta, not necessarily against infection so much as severe disease and death. Uh, so, you know, the... the and this is beyond bad, bad... And this, well, I should say, this is beyond the verifiable issues of bad batches and bad injections. And here's another thing. The bad injections were a major issue. Oh, a um, very major it's issue. Be, it's supposed to just be an intramuscular injection. And I'll say this, as someone who did get vaccinated twice... Thank fuck that when that happened, they gave the injection correctly. Because if you look at what happened when they fucked up and hit a vein, uh, not good for the people who got that. Yeah, it's kind of like every single fucking time it gets in your actual bloodstream directly, something very bad happens. Well, it's and to, I'll, it's just this, in, it's I'll just say this anecdotally. I have a friend who all of his life has taken okay care of himself. I mean, he hasn't been like you know, Mr. Olympian or, uh, you know, the, the pinnacle of fitness, but he's never been terribly out of shape or anything. And for the past, I don't know, three or four years, he's actually been actively taking care of himself. Never had any lung issues, heart issues, just a regular dude who's got, you know, he's got some back issues and some, uh, plantar fasciitis, I think, but you know, that's completely, uh, completely unrelated to your guts and your innards. So it's, it's nothing, you know, and just got a little bit of flat footedness. So he um he gets his uh shots, he gets his booster. Within a week of that booster, his heart went to uh, I want to say 24% capacity. Oof. And 
he was feeling really bad, really weak. Are we talking about? Uh, are we just talking? To, so there's, and there's they, a number that is used for uh, for your heart for when it's pumping, and it's I, um, he didn't specify, so I can't actually say. So oh, so it's, it's there. So there's 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 a value for this, and it should normally be on the range of fifty to seventy percent. Yeah, and that is basically how much. Your your heart changes volume to squeeze blood from one area to another, and if it goes below fifty, that is really bad. If it's down to like twenty something percent, so so what happens when that happens is your heart has to pump more often in order to get the same volume of blood to circulate your system. Absolutely. Just just think just think okay, this is how much stuff is going through at once or, or per minute. And if you're pumping less per pump, you have to do more pumps to get that much to go through. So you your heart rate consequently rises quite significantly. So a lot of times with tachycardia, you might feel okay. Um, you know, if, if and this happens by the way when you get an infection too, uh, and it's it's partly due to your body and releasing interferon and it freaks out, which is all normal. So. But that aside, you know, and when you get a vaccine, that does happen too, the interferon release, etc. So some mild tachycardia is also normal, but you also probably shouldn't really feel it a lot. You know, unless you've got other heart issues, if you're otherwise normal, you wouldn't feel that tachycardia. You might just accidentally notice one time, wow, my heart rate's going kind of fast. Sure. Yeah. But that also resolves fairly shortly. As soon as the interferon's gone, it resolves. Uh Unexplained tachycardia. Otherwise, uh, this well, this would be one explanation for it. Um, when your body is, you know, constantly getting that button pressed, that's really, you know, your your immune system is constantly pissed off and sending out that signal, and your heart muscle gets damaged. Maybe. Well, I can tell you this: way, my uh, my blood pressure has been not through the roof, but it has been high for. Uh, it's only recently got back down to reasonable levels. We'll just say that. Yeah. Well, so here's another thing: is is um, interferon damages muscles. It's, sure. That's it hurts. That's the reason it hurts. It is causing damage, and the, one of the reasons why a vaccine is safer than getting an infection when it comes to an interferon release, because remember the same release would happen with an infection as with a vaccine, is that the vaccine doesn't actually stay around as long as the disease would, uh, an actual infection. So the danger of an infection, and this is actually a major danger of the flu. People don't, we just kind of pass it off because everyone gets the flu. But it's actually a thing that causes chronic damage. And that damage accumulates over your lifetime. And it's, you know, it's possible that there's years of your life that can be taken off. And obviously, yeah, like smoking, oh, it's the years at the end when everything's miserable, whatever. But, you know, it's years of your life. Um, Sure enough. Well, the thing about maybe, it is, they, and I'll put I'll put it in perspective. Maybe it's months. We don't we don't know. Well, you know, just to just to directly address it. what you said specifically, it's those yeah. last shitty years of your life. Wouldn't you rather those last shitty years of your life came to you at ninety instead of eighty? Right. Wouldn't That's you rather enjoy that biggest. next ten years before those last shitty years? Wouldn't you? I would. Right. <laughs> That's that's the part of that little that little cop out that always got to me. It's like. But those years are always the same for everyone, and they're right at the end. <laughs> so, but again, so the, the the idea here is that the vaccines are safer 
for the person who takes them because the interferon released at the beginning from the vaccine is a much shorter duration. And that duration of release is actually one of the major reasons why the damage is so significant with the flu, but not with the flu vaccine. Because most people get a, a reaction to the vaccine. Obviously, you want a reaction to the vaccine so you get the immunity, but a lot of people get the interferon release. Uh, so you feel kind of crappy for a couple days. Well, I mean, that is better than feeling kind of crappy for weeks, uh, two to three weeks. Well, so, well yeah, yeah, yeah but, really but as I was saying, really quickly, sure, but yeah. On uh, on this specific note, like um, he initially yeah. had a very very bad reaction, or I right. shouldn't. Well, we don't know. And it might have been. The, well, if that sounds like it, it might have been uh, circulating systemically. No, that's exactly that's that's exactly my thought. But that being said, he uh, well, there's people he was, getting. Uh, what, they had to put him in a uh, cardiac vest, and he was in that for about three months, and then with careful work uh drugs and just you know very careful exercise he's gotten himself back up to 45 percent uh which is you know that's not 50 percent but when you get that low that's pretty good that's better yeah so that's that's a good recovery and you know there is room for further recovery but that's you know that'll take time 45 percent so so the fact that he's bounced back up to 45 percent he'll probably be up to around 60 percent in no time it's in, it's entirely wanna, awesome. You want to be around there. You want to be around 60 to 70% if you can. 50 to 70 is the, the normal range. 60% is pretty typical. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, as uh, as we look at old bats here, he um, he uh, makes a very excellent quote of, I'm going to say this was Joe Biden that said it, but it might have been Tony Fauci that said, and I quote, you will not oh, get not- sick when you Actually, are dead. Both. It's both. It's definitely both. Who oh, is it? Well, how about that? Yeah, it was but, both. Yeah, it was absolutely both. How about um, that? So actually, there's something I wanted to bring up, which I thought was interesting. You know, and, and here's here's the thing: is a lot of these people that are looking to make vaccines the boogeyman find a lot of the interesting edge cases. So, you know, I in in never knock them for that. Um, obviously, there's oftentimes a different explanation than well, and than, this uh, is also without us getting vaccine. into the. Uh, the Pfizer data that they were forced to release, which included right. the one in 12,000. No, sorry, those, one in 1,200. Excuse me. Without getting into any of that. The edge cases that are interesting, and you can actually start, especially with the fact that they did the study and they found that the uh, the intravenous versus intramuscular um, uh, adverse effect rate is, is wildly different. Oh, yeah, night and day. You start to see the patterns and how these edge cases come about. And obviously, it's, it's a one sample, no repeats kind of thing, but... You know, you have your hypotheses that you can predict, um, or you can uh, you can start to sorry you can post hoc um, assert. So one that I saw recently was that some guy had it was it was a reports of of necrotized um, uh, was it necrosis and thrombosis in the testicles, uh, in some people. Sitting <laughs> thinking, wow, that sucks. Then again, if it ha- if you got injected in your arm. And it stayed in your arm where it's supposed to. Um, you would not get that. Well, at least that's the hypothesis. Is it's very unlikely that well, that would be a, a although reaction. that being but said, we again, are seeing some I've, studies coming through that seem to show that this thing likes to migrate. Both of them. 
as a matter. Well, eventually the stuff is going to migrate, but the idea is that the majority of it stays in place. That's where you, you, you know, it stays in place. It, it does its factory shit in your arm, and then the rest of your body gets the hint, and you produce antibodies everywhere, and all your lymph nodes kind of pick up on the on the game. Um, but it start it should start in the majority stay in your arm, and then your lymphatic system takes care of the rest. It's not supposed to circulate. And your blood system, you know, it, it, it's not oh, it it's, most it's certainly not is not, and it seems like out. every single time that it does, something but terrible some, happens. But a little bit of it is kind of eventually going to get there anyway, just by capillary, uh, just diffusion into capillaries, and it picks up from there. But not much of it. But if like the needle hits a vein, and all of it goes into your circulation, um, you without, might be looking at a bad end. Well, it's, it's it just you'd have a really shitty. You probably have a shitty time, even if like you don't get one of the weird outlier adverse adverse events. You know, you're probably gonna end up having a, a much worse reaction than somebody who got it the way it's supposed to be injected. Oh, absolutely. Now, all that. No, again, I mentioned that there's there are vaccines coming out this fall, uh, fall rollout for BA six. Um, I don't know if that covers other variants, but the primary variant of concern. And here's another thing that, that actually Bats did say in the chat, you know, blah, 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 Omicron, uh, it's not so bad or whatever. Omicron is nothing. So it's actually still worse than the flu. But mm. it is, this, so this is one of the reasons I didn't want to get sick early and I was still kind of peeved when I got, and I couldn't tell whether it was Delta or Omicron. I'm leaning towards Delta with how severe I got it. Uh, <laughs> I'm first in line. <laughs> Fine, I'll be first in line. Fuck you. I'll tell you exactly how fun it was. <laughs> so, uh, But one of the reasons I didn't want to get sick earlier is because that's basically when it's more lethal. Uh, because our, you know, it hasn't, hasn't evolved to be less lethal to our species. Uh, and you gotta keep remember that one of the selection pressures. Well, it did that, actually. All of a sudden, just out of the fucking blue, like, like somebody, okay. like somebody flipped a switch, a genetic there's, switch. There's a, there's a difference between political messaging and reality. And uh, you know, thankfully, the genetic switch you're talking about happens to be uh, uh, more of a, a geographic switch. Uh, were you born in a blue city or not? Um, yeah, and, and were your parents two hideously evil people that uh, that spawned a journalist? Well, actually, the genetic switch I'm referring to is more the fact that Omicron yeah. just appeared out of the fucking blue like magic with literally every evolutionary path selected to make it more accommodating to human life. As opposed to less. But hey, you know, certainly... That many different evolutionary paths can be followed all at once. That's totally reasonable. Cough. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so Omicron, Omicron is still worse than the flu, but more people can tolerate it. And That's thankfully, fair. so far, the the uh, direction that things have gone has largely been towards more infectious, less lethal, which is exactly what you want in an endemic disease. Because then, at least, you know, if people are going to be circulating it around like that, you know, like the flu or a common cold uh, family of viruses, uh, 
at least like the the selection pressures maintained on the uh, circulating viruses are towards less lethality, uh, less mortality. So that, that's that's where you can start to be, you know, not end of the world. I'm gonna go to the hospital or some shit. You know, it's it's not gonna be as bad. You know, it's think bad flu. Uh, you think think uh, 2018 flu season. Which oh, is sure. Well, and, worst, and to be fair, we've actually been talking about this as the reasonable yeah. outcome of things. It's yeah, just it, it, it happened is, real it fucking fast. And this is this was uh, this was but. this is one of the the directions of things. Oh, keep in mind that SARS had the same kind of outcome. It, it, we are we are we got really fucking lucky in that it evolved out of the ability to infect humans, and that it just kind of disappeared immediately after that. And that's a way things happen. It's the same way that the virus can show up, it can go away. It's just not likely. So, again, we got lucky for that. SARS-2 is here, and we're getting lucky again. And I'm just, I'll maintain that position until I have evidence otherwise. We got lucky again. And that the uh, selection pressures drove it towards being far less lethal out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, and it is it is just more and infection. far less effective in the neurological damage. Also, there's that. Well, again, keep in mind, you know, there's the the stuff that made it lethal in the first place is probably largely what made it bad for the brain. Well, true, true, but I mean, there's it has a lot of vectors that have been significantly reduced in their effectiveness. We'll just say that, and I'm sure we can agree. Well, you know, but that being said, that's uh, oh yeah, yeah. Somebody shoved a pangolin in a penguin's ass and then fed it to a bat, some shit like that. Yeah. Oh my god! What I loved about that whole entire narrative is how is how completely and catastrophically it imploded. Oh, it it must have been a vertical transmission from bats to penguins to humans. Okay, well, neither were present in the market in the time frame. It's like, okay, let's see here. Let's see here. We've got samples of COVID-19 that exist a fucking thousand kilometers away in bats in some fucking cave. And also in one other place. Oh, right. The Wuhan <laughs> Institute of Virology. No, so no, that, no. That's definitely so, the Hornet market. <laughs> so that being said, that being said, I've linked a uh, an article that actually just came out... Uh, uh, shit, what is this? It's the beginning of the month, like five days ago. The chair of Lancet's COVID-19 commission thinks the U.S. government is preventing a real investigation into the pandemic. And... Oh, really? Hey, can I get a brief aside here? Because I do want to address this from the chat. Yeah. From, uh, Bats. Please. It says, not once did my doc say to get a jab. I've been very consistent on this. I think anybody who's responsible with their messaging would be telling you the same thing. And that is that at no point should you listen to some random asshole on the internet tell you what to put in your body. Talk to your fucking doctor. If your doctor says no, now I might have my opinions on the doctor, but it's between you and your doctor, and it's your health, not mine. Yeah, and I mean, Fauci's not actually treating anybody, so you know, you don't exactly. actually, you're not going to be dealing with him, so it's going so to be better talk than your that. Doctor. Talk to your doctor. If your health is, puts you at, at a certain risk for vaccination, or you don't bring it up and your doctor doesn't bring it up or your doctor says don't do it or whatever. Uh, then, then just talk to your doctor and don't 
don't worry about what anybody else has to say. They're not you. You know, uh, but clearly, again here, if your doctor says you should probably get vaccinated, and while it's still not their decision to do it, you should consider their advice that they're giving you, given the weight of their experience, their knowledge of your personal health, etc. Yeah, you at know, the very least, you should give them a... Um, you, know, you should at least consider extra. where they're coming from, if not de- give them deference, because some people are just... Uh, they just don't trust these mRNA technologies. And to be fair, they have every reason not to. These things did not go through adequate vetting. And they're still brand new, and we are seeing some very concerning things. But, you know, that's uh, that's not the exact topic of the moment. The exact topic of the moment being the, uh, the thought that this probably... Um, came from virus research that was taking place behind closed doors. And on that specific note of closed doors, we have recently found out that there was a uh, there was an agreement between uh, some of the colleges involved in this. Uh, let me see here. It's out of Zero Hedge. I'll link it here in staff chat, and I'll uh, have it below. But I'll just bring it up on the screen right now for everybody. So we've got a U.S. university that has, out of Texas, I believe, it's admitted that they may have broken their state law in the ways that they did business with the Wuhan Institute oh, yeah. of Virology, as yeah, well they, as two uh, other uh, biosecurity level labs. So this China. is this is um, this is like those people, those uh, dumb fucks in Canada that illegally sent samples of SARS <clears throat> to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, so well, let me let me give you a long <laughs> prosecute them. Um, you know, I, it's, it's sorry, but like, if if you broke the law uh, with this shit, then um, oh yeah, fuck you, I mean, fuck how much, how much you, a thousand times, here? fuck you. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, there's there have been there have been instances where you can fuck up with a contract. Um, we saw the uh, the quote reporting issues between Eco Health Alliance and the uh, and uh, the NH uh, NHS here. So, oh NIH. Oh, sorry, NIH and NHS is uh, is a hellhole. I forgot the uh, NIH is just uh, packed with liars right now. Yeah, it's well, you know, you've got a hellhole and then demons. You know, it's like they're they they work well, together. Yeah, they do the same kind of have, thing, but one's a place and one's an individual. Well, here's here's the funny thing is I've been on the far end of this, and I, obviously I wasn't doing virology research. I was I was doing uh, I was doing polymer processing stuff for uh, you know treating neonatal leukemia. So I got to I was dealing with plastics, not with viruses. But this, you know, I was at the ass end of the uh, of the rung there at my university, doing research uh, with a company that had their SBIR. And you know, there if there is there is the possibility that your subcontractee could be uh, getting improper reporting. So that's totally within the bounds of possibility. The thing is, though, they still had. Nutty, um, nutty little kind of post hoc explanations here. Like, the, what the fuck is like? You, you said the the gain of function only happened because of the improper reporting after all these fucking hoops you jumped through to get it to happen in the first place. I don't. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to remember: Are we talking about the uh, gain of function definition that stood up until twenty twenty, or are we talking about the new definition of gain of function? Because, of course, that's a fucking thing too. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just just spare me on that shit. Yeah, 
Just, uh, you know, noteworthy. I mean, we haven't... I don't think we've actually just... No, we have discussed that one, but not really in any depth. But yeah, they had to change the definition on that like they've had to change so many other definitions because uh, they are inconvenient, shall we say. But uh, long and short of this here is basically they had a a quote-unquote poorly drafted agreement with three high-level biosecurity labs. And that they are saying that, well, they may have broken the laws. And so I'll give you a real brief overview on this. And the links will be in the uh, show notes when this actually goes up where you can look over everything if you like for yourself. But that being said, long and short is they had a secrecy agreement that one side or the other side could delete anything that they had on their end without notifying the other or with notifying the other and requesting the deletion of that on either side by either party. So even, um, and neither party had to relent to the deletion. So it's, it's just an utter bullshit agreement. It's like, Hey, here's an NDA where we can do basically anything. You also can too, but whatever. So it's, uh, it's such a, it's such bullshit that, uh, something like this was allowed to go through. And, uh, yeah, it, it flies in the face of Texas law, too. Uh, let me see here. The uh, University of Texas Medical Branch takes responsibility for the oversight and allowing memorandums of understanding to include poorly drafted confidentiality provision in potential conflict with applicable state laws. And the university added that they had quote-unquote immediately like terminated any MOU that contained language that conflicts with law or policy. Ah. This sounds like they should have, they should have at the very minimum, had their contracts ended. Oh yes, and then just like it's here's like here's the thing is again, and you had to establish who was the one who failed in oversight and was it malicious or not, and if there was malicious uh, evasion of oversight, in whichever part of the process, because um, you know, memorandums of understanding here, whichever part of the process involved this, um, you know, if you're trying to flout state law with the way that you're running things, that's really bad. Oh, uh, yeah. You should, you should be, well, it's, it's not that your contract should be severed. It's that if you're not going to get prosecuted, you should never be approved in a contract, at least in this area ever again, let alone for funding in general, public funding. Oh yeah. No, you need to be locked the fuck out utterly. Right. And this is the same thing where I, I where I've talked about this before with like with Fauci and, and of note, just of let me pause issues. you for just a quick half second. Of yeah. note, because it's worthwhile to mention, they were collaborating with the Wuhan Institute of Virology since 2013. Sure. So that means they've had multiple contracts. So they've had quite some time to iron all of this shit out. Well, it's it, well, keep in mind that they pro- it was definitely not going to be one project they were working on it with them. Um you know, there's, there's definitely you know, the contracts that are going to be involved here. It wasn't just the one grant. But again, um, what I was saying with Fauci there is, is at a minimum, he needed to be, well, he needs to be relieved from his position to minimize the damage that is being done. Barest of bare minimums. Like the, the rest of it is paperwork as far as I'm concerned, putting him in prison and so on. That become you know, the whole retribution and justice kind of thing. Fine, let's we can have that all. Uh, but the but at the very least, yes, people need to stop being in danger from this man. Yeah, the thing we need fast now is to get him out of his position of authority. To get him, you know, and again, that'll immediately be followed by him being on every fucking news outlet 
possible to continue spouting his bullshit, uh, how wronged he is and, and how right he was. Um, fine, whatever. Then they can just eviscerate him in the court of public opinion. He won't be doing policy dictates anymore. You know, maybe the people who are true believers in the department will still be doing some of that shit, but at least he won't be doing any direction of it, and they'll be violating internal policy. You know, so just get that, get the first foot in the door on that process. Get that guy out of there. It doesn't. And here's the thing: is I don't care at this point anymore if if he thinks he was right or not, um, or if any of the other people involved in, in it think that he was right or not. Even at a, a bare minimum from the other side of perspective gap here. He is damaged goods. Your message, your messaging, if it's if you give a flying fuck at all about public health, his messaging is damaging. Oh yeah, just having that guy idea. there is making everything less believable. It's all worse because he's still there. He is a big problem no matter what way you look at it. He needs to be taken out of the whole entire equation. If you care about public health policy... Uh, he is a major thorn in that. If you care about the fact that he's been a lying piece of shit the whole time, he needs to get kicked out as as his own comeuppance. All the different routes you look at it from, they all end in the same place, where he doesn't need to be in that position of power anymore. He needs to be out of it, and he needs to stop lying to Congress without consequence, too. I think that part is the yes. most egregious, the fact that he fucking lied to Congress and then came out later and said that he still didn't, even though he clearly did in the same sentence. Oh yeah, lied to Rand Paul's face. Bold face. So, again, the the first thing I care about with that piece of shit is that he is no longer capable of implementing his terrible policy. Because he, he the board wasn't acting in a vacuum. The um, um, the board specifically set up to monitor gain of function. And so the direction for people to specifically word things in such a way that they could squeak out of going before that board... That was not done without him knowing. Period. That was, I mean, it doesn't matter if it was at his direction or not. If he knew about it and he wanted to enforce policy, he would have put them before that board anyway. He didn't. He signed off on that anyway. Sure. And I've also got something else uh, just completely in line with everything we're talking about, too. Out of Taiwan... And I'll just bring that up on screen here. Uh, that being that uh, out of this very same Wuhan lab, oddly enough. Now, this is a little bit of an older article, but it's uh, pertinent you know, to our current conversation, quite literally. Uh, that very same Wuhan lab infected uh, humanized mice. That would be mice that have been given uh, strands of human DNA to make them more easily infectable with human... Uh, so, probably humanized, too. Mm -hmm. But they um, they infected humanized mice with bat coronavirus in 2019. Isn't that something? Well, you can keep in mind that coronaviruses in general have still been under intensive research. Oh, sure, so, sure. But I mean, it just kind of um, yeah. Well, so here's the thing: I don't more like anecdotal it, evidence, shall we say? This is. What I don't like about the way that this is this is uh, colloquialized um, is that the specifics are lost, which which are really important for this. The bat, the the uh, the coronavirus in question that was kind of, that was the the majority suspected source of the infectious materials here 
the horseshoe bat coronavirus from a thousand kilometers to the north of Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a very that is a specific coronavirus. Uh, even in the same class of, of uh, beta coronaviruses, you know, so SARS, uh, MERS, and SARS two, among others. Even among these, it's important to be specific about which coronavirus we're concerned about here. And you know, if they're just looking at a coronavirus, we don't know if it's alpha coronavirus, beta coronavirus. We don't know if it's SARS, MERS, SARS-2, or any other one of them. There's well, actually, it, it looks like specifically they were looking at uh, uh, SARS. Was the, uh, the SLCOVS to uh, convert it from a non-ACE2 binding to a human ACE2 binding, according to the... Uh, okay. So they're looking for, for the mechanism by which they can make that happen. So the reason to look for that, by the way, is to look for then after where in nature the, the selection pressures might impose that kind of change, mm-hmm. which is all laudable and well and good. But mind, mind. Many times, this is noted as a, a uh, 2007 update. By 2017, they had since published a paper in which it reported on eight chimeric viruses that they had personally created. Right. So this is this is what I would I would liken to the pile two experiment. Pile one being where they initiated nuclear fission and got a uh, they got a, a you know blue bump. Um, pile two being where they they started to pick things up and then you know, what piles three and four or three and five where they kind of figured out what they were doing. But you know pile pile one was big. Pile two is like this where. We got we've we've we can successfully drive fusion sorry fission um, by putting enough of this stuff together. They can successfully drive gain of function by putting the right combination of ingredients in the right place at the right time. So we know how to do that now. Um, commercializing and weaponizing are kind of the two branches that come out of that. Commercializing would be developing vaccines that would prevent wild populations from producing human infectious variants. That's a huge goal that's been around for a while, decades. Um, weaponization is also a major hazard, you know, but obviously that piggybacks off the same information. How do you create the conditions for such a disease to occur? Well, by nature of what it is, it's and still your research. Make a lot of it? Right. I mean that that's just the long and short of it. I mean you're you're researching Viri and so by nature of that it you know, it's 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 nothing to weaponize it. Literally nothing at all. So this is where I was talking before where we were saying that how you know, if it was lab if it was a lab leak, then what was the nature of the research going into it and say, Okay, well it was military involvement. It's like but that's every lab that's involved, yes. So obviously there's going to be military applications that are sought out and oftentimes in China there's parallel research that is done and uh, coordination with the funded research. Oh, of course. And well, I mean, so, you, you consider that the fact so that the any is, company which, with 50 or more employees from? is legally required to have yeah. a CCP well, member. It's also, it's also a public institute, so it definitely has one. So above and beyond that, yeah. So so the the, the thing at the end does is that it was, you know, majority, the, the most likely scenario is that they are doing legitimate research funded externally and in collaboration with other uh, institutions, obviously, for Health Alliance. Um, and we funded them. And somebody had an oopsie somewhere. And like we said before, I, I think the... Or, the or an on-purpose, maybe. 
Well, I, I, well, again, we're talking most likely here. It, fair, but you know, just it does need to be said. But yes, but no, you're probably right. Most, it probably wasn't on most, purpose. To be fair, most likely what happened is that a technician. This is a known phenomenon that happened there. A known, a known oversight they have in their uh, lab, um, and not the other, not the good kind of oversight. Um, it's known that they sell their their test animals to the wet markets. Uh, technicians take them, you know, when they're supposed to dispose of them, and disposal here means incinerate them to kill everything involved and destroy, reduce ash. as it were. Instead of doing that, they will take a lot of these test animals and they will sell them because they get money. And if you're in a BSL-4 lab, that's a really big fucking problem. Oh, yes. Um, and so what might have happened is that could have happened, or and, I'll, and putting aside my biases there, I think what's even more likely is that somebody got a bite in their hand through the glove, and there was that whole thing in October of 2019 where, like, was it uh, two-thirds or three-fourths of the people in our staffed in that lab went out sick? So they got with flu-like symptoms, blah, blah, blah. So my guess is that the patient totally zero right. was one of those people, and they went to the wet market to get themselves some soup or something. You know, just get some meat, go home with that, whatever. You know, either to get soup and feel better, or to get some food just to have food. You know, they might that have is possible. Lunch. That is possible. And now, patient, now patient I do need. I have to pause you for a quick moment on this because we yeah. do need to mention something that was above and beyond this, and was fully and wholly intentional, and that is Shinchanji, who, we do know, had members of their cult in the staff of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So, now, so now, what do we know about... So here's one thing I have to ask on that front. And it's it's not, you know... It's now, we don't know the timeline. Do we know, like, how deep into the cult these people were? Do we know anything else about these the specific members of the cult? Like, what their status was in it? Any of that detail? Actually, because that's where... Well, the thing about this is it's been buried. Like, everything on the Chinese side of it has been utterly buried, which doesn't really bode well for, you know, this being... So, so for... for, uh, I know at least the one person listening who doesn't, uh, who's probably not as familiar with this, if you've seen the movie 12 Monkeys, and I suspect he has at least, um, there's the guy at the end who who was the one who released the the virus that caused the uh, global globally lethal pandemic, made everybody go underground, etc. Um, who basically just allowed the guy, the security guard in the airport to sniff the vial, etc. Um, Shinchanji is is like a large a larger collaboration of people like that. Um, they're a death cult. Yeah, their and, their goal and, is to bring about the end of days, quite literally. And they. Um, and they've they exist in a lot of major cities. They sent people to a lot of major cities in the same time frame. Now the propagation of disease does not quite fit with uh, with them being the culprits behind a lot of it. No, it's, but it does more, fit with some of the major uh, spread centers, now, though. It does fit with Wuhan to uh, South Korea. It does fit with Wuhan to Japan, and it absolutely tracks <laughs> with Israel. No, what it doesn't track with is Wuhan to Italy because we we definitely know that route. It was, they gave so Wuhan has about five million residents that are that that uh, transit to northern Italy 
to do their, uh, you know, about half a year's worth of work before they go home for about half a year. Um, so the, uh, the Northern Italy leather industry is, is largely Chinese owned at this point, or at least it wasn't, you know, in 2019. Um, they, they gave a heads up to people in Wuhan. They gave them like three weeks. They said, we're going to lock down Wuhan. Five million, uh, so five million people left Wuhan. Most of those people went to Northern Italy um, in the time before the lockdowns began. And let, let so me they, add you know, some clarity to your statement there, too. That is to say that Wuhan was utterly and completely locked down like Raccoon City. If you had intentions of traveling inside of China. If you had intentions of leaving Wuhan, well, well I don't know. The world is your oyster. So that was, that was, that's not quite the same. So they had, they were given a time frame before the lockdowns began. And that was when most people left Wuhan. True. But, but nonetheless, during that time frame, they were locked out of mainland China. They, they were By restricted from traveling to Beijing and uh, and uh, what the hell is it? I think it was Hong Kong and a few other major, like based a lot of the major cities in the area, mm-hmm. uh, they were not allowed. Um, so that was I uh, increasingly strict. Remember, pronounced down, half yeah. of them off the top of my head. So anyway, the you know like five million of them leave Wuhan. Most of them go to northern Italy. You then had the hug a Chinese campaign in all of Italy. Which is why the northern part of Italy got hit so damn hard, so damn fast. Was that also the time and that Nancy Pelosi said, "Hey, everybody, come down to Chinatown and ask a Chinaman and, to cough in your mouth"? And that evil bitch, the the health commissioner, uh, what the hell is her name? Um, was it Os? It wasn't Osiris, was it? Uh, New York health commissioner. I can't remember offhand, but I do know what you're talking about. Stole today. Oxyrus, I'm sorry. Uh, Oxyrus uh, Barbet. It's it's one letter off. That's why I I was so close to remembering that one. Oxyris uh, Barbet, um, she resigned uh, after you know the colossal clusterfuck that was her healthcare policy in New York City. Her suggestion that everyone go to Chinatown and enjoy the parade, don't do anything different. Um, funny enough, only mirroring Fauci's original statements after the uh, the show trial for Trump was over. Not before. No, Not before. Everything. Everything before. Uh, the start of February, when they they finished cracking off that bullshit, uh, everything beforehand was uh, Wuhan. Does, you know the the Wu flu doesn't exist, and it's all a ploy by Trump. Well, not only that, the there's no way that a vaccine could be created in that sort of time. No, so that was February, largely February and February through um, September, and then in one well, no, February through November, um, it was it was. Uh, only after the deal was made, um, remember they're saying this whole fucking time, especially that, especially Kamala Harris, her rhetoric. I think. Well, she I was very specific cost, that she wouldn't trust such a thing. 
it wasn't just that. It was her rhetoric was was uh, of was um, her rhetoric went back to Tuskegee, and I think that her rhetoric cost a lot of black people their lives. A lot of black citizens uh, got killed because of her. Well, let's be honest. I mean, that probably gave her, you know, a, a sense of accomplishment. I mean, we are yeah, talking it's, about it's Officer disturbing. Harris here, so. She has got a bit of a history with slave ownership. Personal and familial. Yeah. So, in any event, though, um, yeah, the... Actually, my, my favorite one of those uh, those dipshits, still to date, is the, that JoJo from Jurors uh, woman on Twitter. She, uh... She promised to eat was a rancid durian fruit that was left out in the car for 30 days or wherever the hell her, her messaging was hmm. before she'd ever take a Trump vaccine. Still hasn't done it. So every time I see her barking on Twitter, I tell her to go eat her rancid durian fruit. Hmm. Still hasn't blocked me yet, to her credit. Then again, I'm probably not showing up on her mess on her uh, radar. Hmm. No, that's not true. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna put a link to this tweet in the uh, in the uh, staff chat here, and I will put it in the show links because it's utterly unconnected. But it has to do with Big Mike, and I'm not gonna say uh, any more than that. I'm gonna say it. It'll be interesting to know if this uh, if there's something something to this. This isn't our words. This isn't our words, uh, Wajiki. This is the words of Mr. T on Twitter. Filmmaker says, Michelle Obama listed as a man on voting records until 2008. And, you know, perhaps perhaps that filmmaker also knew Joan Rivers, who also (laughs) said something very similar. You know, who can say? Who can say what large shoulders and a bulge mean? I don't know what that means. I'm not a biologist. So, <laughs> you know, what, what, you know, it's it's not even relative to the conversation, but I'll throw a link in below because you folks deserve to know. Matter of fact, newly revealed evidence may put to rest lo- not and this is we'll discuss where this is from later. <laughs> They put to rest long-standing speculation over whether former First Lady Michelle Obama is in fact a transgender woman, thus born as a biological male. I mean, that would honestly be very progressive. Not only would we have the first BIPOC individual in the White House, we would also have the first trans... Yeah. Well, no, we would have the first transgender First Lady man. Whatever. Well, actually, I think that's 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 the first individual. We would have the we would have the first transgender individual of the of the White House, right? We need to put the T on the other side. That rolls off the tongue a little bit nicer. Uh, Bipoc, you know, like it was done to you, but without the ED at the end. Yeah, something like that. But um, that was an erectile dysfunction joke. But I'll just go ahead and uh, sort that out for you. Yeah. Well. Anyway, the the topics of this show generally don't fall into the the vicinity of bulges and large shoulders so we'll just go ahead and drop that and get back to what we were talking about because it's a little bit more pertinent to know to the 
to the world of today in which we find. Oh God! Ourselves. Okay, I gotta point out a really shitty meme here because it's it's just so wrong. So this would be funny if it was like. The, so this one should either said Russia, we're not willing to trade, take her back. But instead, it says we're ready to trade, and it's the wrong person with Biden's face on it because that person's coming back. Maybe. Yeah, you never know. I mean, That's, we've got just, to. It just that one just pisses me off because it's like, oh, but you're so close. Mm. You could have said, "Here, Russia, or take her back." You know, it would have been right. Yeah, that that could have worked. That could have worked. <laughs> Although I don't know if she ever did work in Russia. I mean, I know well, she did work she with a lot of you know prominent individuals, especially like, uh, for instance, you can Google. Uh, was, is it Mori Povich? No, it's not Mori Povich. It's, um, oh man, what's, uh, what's, what is that guy's name? He was, uh, like the really popular <laughs> Montel Jordan? Montel Williams. Is it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Montel Williams. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So you can do uh, just a quick Google of Montel Williams, Kamala Harris, just those two things. Hit images, and you will find some really neat images. Okay, I gotta go or something here. But uh, you know, you can, uh, you know, there's a there's a line here that uh, says that Kamala Harris dated him. You know, much like uh, much like a person whose services you acquire over Backpage.com dates you. You know, you go on a date as it were. And Kamala Harris, well, she dated lots of men. You know, she it was a good living for her when she dated those men. And then she uh, then she decided she would date the DA and, you know, um well, and then she got a job working there and she thought she'd listen to some Tupac and some Dre while she smoked up, uh, smoked a blunt as a matter of fact in her own words. Since, uh, you know, and, and again, in her own words, she was listening to Dre and Tupac while smoking blunts. And, uh, of course, we know when they came out, that would have been during her time at the DA's office. But, you know, that's on her. That's on her. If she wants to literally enslave black people for the crime she's committing, well, you know, more power to her. Girl power, right? <sighs> but that's uh, that's our dear... President Officer Harris, uh, who I'm sure will be taking up a position of prominence uh, in the very not far future at all, because we live in a clown show. And speaking of clown shows, we have unfortunately got a goddamn update on Uvalde. I had hoped that there would be none, ever, ever, ever a fucking again. But, uh, no, no, it, um, thankfully it's not an update because there will be more because, uh, we'll be here to tell you about the people that don't get fired and are given cushy, uh, golden fucking parachutes. But, uh, that said, we have uh, chief era Erdando. He was actually at his former job. He was uh, demoted because, you know, he was, uh, incompetent. Can you imagine can you imagine the architect of death at uh, Uvalde was incompetent at his previous job? 
God for fucking bid. <sighs> so, yeah, three-decade uh, law enforcement worker. Uh, worked at Uvalde from uh, 1993 to 2009. Took a break there when he was assistant chief of the Webb County Sheriff's Office in 20, uh, 2009. He was demoted to commander in 2014 because he just couldn't get along with people. You don't say. And then he took a job with the Unified uh, School District in Laredo in 2017. Uh, long and short is he was uh, uh, quoting a um, Webb County Sheriff Martin Queller. He, uh, basically what happened, he was difficult to get along with, with his coworkers, especially upper staff. The basic thing I want to say is he just didn't fit the qualifications or the work that I set out for him. Well, it seems that he doesn't really fit the qualifications of law enforcement in general. Because he uh, f both forgot his phone, or no, sorry, he forgot his radio, also didn't bring his radio. One of these things is true, one is not, and we don't know which. Uh, we do know that uh, he was instrumental in disarming an officer that wanted to go in and save his wife who had been shot. We do know that he was instrumental in, you know, informing the very important decision to... Uh, you know, potentially arrest a woman for wanting to go in for her kids. Uh, she was thankfully able to, you know, explain the situation and not be arrested at the scene, run and then go in and rescue her kids because obviously these police officers, well, they had orders and they were going to follow them and they followed them exceptionally well until a border patrol agent came by and didn't follow orders and didn't look for some magic key to a door that couldn't be locked anyway. He just got his friends and went in and did the right thing. Took two bullets for the cost. And was a hero. And none of these fucking people were, because if you've seen the 72-minute video, it should fill you with rage. Yeah. And I, I don't really have much more to say on that for now, but I'm sure I will. Because this fucking awful, horrifying story doesn't seem to want to end for some reason. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be back again. Oh, unfucking doubtedly. And again. Yeah, to be sure. To be sure. So, I've covered all the bad news that I wanted to get to. Was there anything you wanted to get over? Because I've actually got a. Um, well, I've got I've got uh, the down the line news. That's coming next. That'll be the Ukrainian update. Yeah. I believe we mentioned before we got started um, those uh, those those uh, small modular reactors. Oh, indeed, yes. Uh, they got a regulatory approval by the um, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, so NRC approved the uh, reactors. Unfortunately, they're not going to be any online till the end of the decade. Yeah. Um, the opt the opportun uh, the optimistic um, estimate would put them. Uh, at a minimum at 2025, and that's probably for their first pilot plant, um, which is a good construction time, mind you, uh, getting through all the hoops and hurdles and stuff. And they don't have any of like the infrastructure ready to go necessarily, so they got a they got a lot of like kind of get ready to get ready work they got to do. Um, but at the same time here, like 2025 is fantastic news. Unfortunately. Um, as we heard not too long ago, the, the president of Taiwan lets slip that 
they expect an invasion, uh, land invasion from China within the next 18 months, which is unfortunately shy of 2025, let alone 2030. A little bit. Little so, bit. Um, domestic energy independence, you know, we can't be selling off our fucking oil to China, basically. Uh, but unfortunately, we've got a dipshit in front. Yeah, he's uh, selling fine. off all of our strategic reserves for non-strategic reasons. After yet another meeting with his fucking son's company or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, just But it's kind of hard to tell at this point. You know, there's only there's so many times this happened. Well, you know, you have to ask yourself: Is this intentional, or is this intentional? And you know, you gotta you gotta pick one or the other. So it is what it is. You know, it's uh, it's got to be one or the other. It, it can't be both, right? I mean, you you can't literally put the worst person for the job in every single position that needs filled by accident, can you? I mean, I guess it's possible, but uh, you'd really uh, you'd really have to uh, have the worst of luck, and also not be a dog of the WEF, which. Well, Joe doesn't have the best of luck, let's be fair, but he, well, you know, that other part. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, well. I mean, so we covered the fact there will be a fall vaccine available. Uh, mm-hmm. That's also good. that's good news. Yeah, and the Novavax is out uh, now for people that were waiting on it. Although it's uh, showing itself to be kind of eh. Yeah, so what happens when you wait too long with that shit. Yeah, go fucking figure. Well, I mean, <laughs> this was something I harped on constantly, and I said that we, that unless they're updating it as they're running the trial, there's and it's. They're gonna be too late, and here we are. Sure enough. I mean, look, if there's any benefit to it at all, then you know, as long as the harm out, as long as the harm, the benefit outweighs the harm. Um, you know, by all means, talk to your doctor and see about getting it. Um, maybe, maybe it's something you should be getting. You know, if it if it reduces your chance of getting hospitalization or death, um, I'd say that that's a pretty good, pretty good thing to uh, go ahead and get yourself uh, put through. I mean, if anything, it'll at least get you to the point where it reduces those. I mean, I would suspect. Um, One hopes, anyway. But uh, you know, inf- infection at this point, you probably you probably still get an infection. You definitely get a breakthrough of some variety. The severity of the disease would probably be lower. Um, that'd be a good thing. But again, I mean, we're talking the the binding uh, affinity of of uh, uh, wild type uh, induced antibodies is is not very good. Um, but, again, it's, it's better than zero. So, I, I, my opinion would be that if you were waiting for Novavax, now's your time. Go ahead and see what's going on. See if your doctor recommends it for you or not. Um, you know, Don't take my opinion on it as, as any kind of gospel here. I would say your doctor would know your health a lot better. Um. But it's probably yeah. not going to be as effective as he hoped it would be. Well, nothing is, to all. be fair. Because, uh, again, there's nothing <laughs> yeah, that exists enough. today that is made well, to treat know, what is out today. Some of us have horribly low hopes, and some of us have high 
<laughs> climb the sky hopes. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So I guess it's time to cover the middle of the road news, and that is, depending on who you ask, incredibly inconvenient. And that is a report out of Amnesty International. And that's going to detail some of the things that I've been telling you um, over the past months as this uh, special operation has gone on in Ukraine. And that is the Ukrainians have been doing some very, very naughty things. That being setting up in residential areas, schools, hospitals, launching attacks from populated civilian areas, uh, they don't go into uh, their attacks on civilian areas like the uh, the bombing of Donetsk that was uh, that they tried to blame. <sighs> so, we've discussed Azov on a number of occasions. There, anyone who is willing to be even the tiniest bit intellectually honest understands that the Azov Battalion is at its core a neo-Nazi organization. That being said. Perhaps they've evolved a little bit in the uh, past mm, eight months of conflict because they have had a rather severe rate of attrition. So, you know, a lot of your old guard might uh, might not be able to affect thinking these days. Nonetheless, that doesn't really change where things came from. And that is, sadly, one of the main reasons for this conflict is... Uh, Azov, IDAR, Right Sector, and I believe there are two other organizations that are essentially well, you know, neo-Nazis. Way to fucking legitimize them, Putin. We're <sighs> going to denazify Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, well, and then things got weird and complicated. And they, they got produced. They were the Nazis. Where'd they come from? Well, and then they, well, we found out they were there the whole time, and that they had since 2014 yeah, again, become... Rather, been, uh, been legitimized. They had, they truly had, but not just by Putin by any means. They had been legitimized by Zelensky right. himself. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a there's a very embarrassing video of him going what to meet Azov. Uh, right, that's what happens when you put your your country in a situation where you need to rely on people like that. Indeed, indeed. Put yourself in bed with dogs, and you're going to get bitten. Truly, and beyond that too. Well, not beyond that, specifically about that. What I was uh, trying to get to at the point was there was a bombing recently. Either there's um, the word from the Russian side is that it was a HIMARS uh, missile. The word from the Ukrainian side is that it was a bomb. Either way, the uh, prison where uh, most of the um, Azov uh, battalion members were being uh, kept was bombed somehow. Oh, no. And I believe it was uh, like 70-some injured, 50-some dead. Now, if we take into... It's going to be hard for us to make me feel bad about that. <laughs> exactly. At the same time, I understand that's significant. It is, it is. I mean, that is a loss of life, to be sure. And there's obviously bound to be people who aren't members of Azov that are in there. As a matter of fact, there's a pretty uh, harrowing article that just recently came out of a woman that was in that very prison who uh, just got swept up in things because uh, she was just an anti-war person. Uh, now, she was <laughs> certainly by no means pro-Russia and anti-war. She was pro-Ukraine. Well, yeah, I get that part. She's probably pretty pissed off the hell accounts. But her own account of the events <laughs> is very telling because she said, you know, the Azov people 
they weren't treated like the rest of us. I bet not. Well, you know, when we look at some of the videos that came out of some of the things that those Azov fellas did involving, uh, you know, prisoners and everything else. Pretty they, sure they burned them alive and shit, you know. They did. They certainly did. And that sort of thing is... If you thought necklacing was only an African phenomenon, uh, prepare to be surprised. No, they're uh, they're bad dudes. They are the baddest of bad dudes. Yeah. And, and they have been lionized. And it is incredibly tragic. But well, it, you know who people like that get trained by, right? The folks that glow. Yeah, uh, actually a, a lot. Um, operators will... Will train with insurgencies and with uh, with uh, foreign groups of all kinds of varieties. As a matter of and fact, part of, there's part one of the that's they very, do that is there's one that's very very noteworthy that most everyone who will be listening to this at any time will be quite familiar no with. We'd actually mentioned them earlier in the uh, broadcast when talking about Lord Miles. So oh, yeah. there's this uh, organization that the CIA created called ISIS. And it, um, you know, does horrible things. Uh, it also, you know, helps uh, him liberate areas. Uh, by liberate, of course, we mean, you know, make sure that the poppies get grown and delivered. But, you know, they uh, they, they do what they're told. Well, that would be the Taliban. Uh, actually, it would not. The Taliban hated the poppy thing. And once they took over, they completely shut it down. No, they hate ISIS. ISIS is the one that was re- actually responsible for that. So, um, so the reason, by the way, just to, to pinch off this one, um, sure. the, the reason why they do this, these trainings is that the people in field are able to exercise the training and demonstrate it. And we send our people to train with those groups mm-hmm. to be able to be better at doing our wet work internationally. So when we send in troops, we send in special forces and so on. We send in people we've trained with those groups. Oh, sure. And, and some intel guys to do that, some more training and, you know. Right. So, so I mean, I, I, just, I know this from talking to, to people who uh, have, have uh, sent people around with such people and have talked to such people. And th- these are not good people. They are very fucked in the head. Yeah, they uh, they follow orders. And so and they're on. very good at following orders. They well, these these people are they. It's not just that they have a fucking conscience; it's that they're actively fucking evil uh, individuals. I believe that. Uh, these are the kind of people that would rip the fur off a puppy for fun. I would believe that. So. Um, these are really not good people. And the fact is, you know, we might have the best of the really bad people uh, because they aren't doing that here on our borders. That's kind of the, the end of how good they are. Um, we send them elsewhere to have their playtime. And that, that involves doing shit that is directly against Geneva Convention. You know, like lighting your prisoners of war on fire because you feel like it. Uh, to send a message. Yeah, the problem and with while this, that's effective uh, in sending a message, it's really bad for public image, and your people are not going to like you at the end. Well, it is, uh, but there's you. there's also one issue with this in this particular conflict, in that it has had unfortunately the opposite effect, and has emboldened the uh, the Russians and their allies. 
Right. I mean, there's there's no reason they would not feel more strongly about going in there if you say, we're going to denazify you, and your response is to present all of your Nazis into the news. Here are our Nazis burning your people alive. Now you're going to stay away, right? Yeah, and that, uh, that unfortunately has a... I mean, if you put it bluntly like that, you say, oh, well, maybe they didn't so think it through. You're, like, so, no, so they kind of did. Actually, Nazis is what you're saying. <laughs> well, again, we gotta keep in mind that the not so I hate I, it's a convenient shorthand, but we yeah, do, they're we not they're neo Nazis, but yeah, we should say neo because the Nazi Party is gone. All Nazis don't exist anymore. Let's just be clear. I mean, well, so let me rephrase that. You're gonna find like a handful in Brazil or Argentina, yeah, but yeah, or Argentina. Like it's it's just by and large Nazis aren't a thing anymore. Um, the same way that concentration camp survivors are not a thing much anymore. You know, they've got slightly better general health care and, and maintenance than Nazis did. So there's more of the survivors around than there are Nazis at this point. But they're all on their way out. Um, one day, we're, <laughs> we're going to hit like 150 years after, there's going to definitely be none of them left. Period. Uh, so there will be a day soon where there are no Nazis ever to be had again. You know, unless the rise of the Fourth Reich comes around or whatever. So the neo Nazis are definitely in Ukraine uh, operating, and they de- and Ukrainians definitely uh, the government at least Zelensky definitely shook hands with the devil on that front uh, by asking for their help. And again, you you lie in bed with a dog and you get bit. In this case, right in the nuts. And I just. Just to expand on uh, lying down with dogs, he has also fully signed on to the WEF agenda as well. Yeah. Since the start those of this I conflict, would, to be specific. Those, I would say, are more like a, a chimera with an extra like a pair of bat wings. Sure. You know, some sort of organ. Actually, Something the organ like analogy fits perfectly there. Head full of snakes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boy, the uh, there's a lot of people that are super salty at Amnesty International for uh, for this. Oh, hey, I'm noticing that they've got uh, somebody replied to this. Who's this guy? Mike Gapes. He's a oh, he's a Hammer Blues Jazz Bridge Rotarian Internationalist. Oh, he's an internationalist. Well, that's all I needed to hear. Uh, that said, it looks like he's got uh, child rape, indiscriminate murder. Now, I remember uh, uh, us reporting. Specifically on that uh, that exact topic, as a matter of fact, the uh, minister of uh, public relations was fired in uh, Ukraine for that very specific claim because it was uh, unfortunately utterly unsubstantiated and entirely fabricated. Ah, goodness! You know, that. it sure seems like war is fucking hell, and that there aren't any good guys. You know. You know. There's something going to be said about that. Let's let's look at domestic policy here for a moment. There are a lot of people who are talking about wanting to do, you know, uh, wanting to separate out in the U.S. or how they would go about having a war here in the U.S., etc. Not a fucking one of them, you know, except for a few of the crazier vets, not a fucking one of them has been anywhere near a war. You know what? That reminds me of something that early. I saw on Twitter, I want to say, last week. And yeah. it was uh, somebody uh, was uh, it was when they uh, they got the assault weapon ban through the Senate, yeah, and okay. so uh, somebody uh, had re- 
somebody was like, yeah, well, we're going to be coming to take them. And then, uh, you know, somebody on our <laughs> side of things said, all right, stack up. And their reply was, you can't intimidate me with your threats. Like, you, okay, buddy. you dumb fucking dick. You don't even know what the... Say? People that say we're going to use the nukes on the population. Yeah, right? It's like... Like, do you, dude, right, do you work you for later, Eric Swalwell directly, <laughs> or what? Oh, no, I, I think my favorite part of that is just say, all right, I'll see you later, neighbor. Um, you know, you live you live next door to me. That's that's the answer to that shit. Whenever they say, you know, air, uh, the, uh, you know drone strikes and uh, nukes and all that other shit, it's like, dude, your house is going to be shattered. Hey, friend, how'd that work out for the Taliban? How'd that work out for the Viet Cong? How'd that work out for the Taliban the first time with Russia? Just out of curiosity. How'd that work out? How'd that work out for the United States before it was the United States, or just after we declared it was? Took less than twenty percent of our country. You know, all 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 figures accounted for. Took less than twenty. Took fifteen to twenty-five, but it took less than twenty percent. Well, the the numbers they say is that there were three percent of. The population yeah, that can, were active just, fighters. That is that is not true though, because there are more fighters than that. I believe that. That 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 is based on the a that is based on a uh, misrepresented size of the Continental Army. Oh, fair but enough. there are a lot of privateers and et cetera, et cetera. But all told, less than twenty percent of the country fought the British and threw them out. Only a third of the country wanted to fucking declare independence in the first place. So keep that part in mind. Then they showed up and started, you know, burning homes and stuff, and people got a little upset with that. It took umbrage, especially while they were being taxed for it. Um, so what I say to these people is, it took less than twenty percent of us to do it back then. That was in the neighborhood of a couple hundred thousand people. What do you think? More than twenty percent of three hundred thirty-five million people can do today. I would say There's that that number is higher than the number of people that are in the armed services. That's There's not a snowball's chance in hell that the federal government would be able to take that on. Because they don't want to glass the country. They don't want to destroy their infrastructure. That's not how you run a country. And, more importantly, these people are your fucking neighbors. So, if we get targeted, your house goes with us. Period. Yeah. If it comes to bombs and shit, your house is gone. You better have a grandma to go to, buddy. It better be in a different state. Yeah, probably. You know, because you don't want to live in a war zone, do you? Not at all. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and, but again, though, the, the principal thing these dumb fucks don't quite get is that not only are we neighbors, war itself is hellacious. And even mm-hmm. if. Everybody is respecting, even if even in a gentleman's war of of uh, of yester, you know, century. Even in a gentleman's war, war was hell. You know, when you when you got shot and you sat down on the field and everyone just went, oh, you know, good work, good try. We'll we'll uh, go ahead and talk to you later when we're sorting all the details out after the war's over. You know, the gentlemanly side of the war of things. That was also pretty fucking hellacious because there's still the very real chance of getting fucking exploded or shot in the head. You know, there's still a very real chance of a gruesome death, fighting for what you want, blah, blah, blah. 
or you might have been pressed into service. These people don't also consider the fact that they might get drafted. You might be sitting there on the front line defending your piddly Twitter statements. Yeah, yeah, you well, are, you, you might have to do that and not be able to, uh, you know, work at the uh, work at the poetry you factory. Don't the, you don't get to call the Twitter mods in the field. Indeed, you don't. Indeed, and you don't. Another thing it doesn't you don't work consider, and this is fantastically memed. Uh, and, and this is one where the, the Ghost Guns account on Twitter, I love them because they post about this shit too. Um, so, you know, they say government has drones. Say, well, those are operated by drone operators and they have families and addresses. They do. They also have consciousnesses too. So that's the that's step one. That's the line, first line of defense is them having a conscience. But if they don't, Oh, you know what? That's a really excellent segue. Speaking of not having a conscience, you heard what the uh, the ACLU uh, was talking about at the beginning of the month? Oh no, go ahead and enlighten me. They've said a lot of dumb shit. Well, I'll just I'll just read directly from their own uh, statement. I'll I'll allow their words to speak for them. Now, I'm sure you're aware. There's the um, there was the uh, case that went through in California to. to basically allow for, uh, you know, well, not allow for, to keep racial discrimination from being a thing in university uh, oh, yeah, yeah, admissions. Yeah. So it's the ACLU actively came out for racial well, yeah, discrimination. Yeah, I'll just, well, yeah, exactly. It. I'll go ahead and just read their statement because I don't Please think do. that it could be said better than their own words. Breaking. <laughs> we filed an amicus brief today urging the Supreme Court to protect universities' ability to consider race in college admissions. Ending these considerations would ignore our country's present-day racial inequality and threaten diversity on campuses everywhere. Students for Fair Admissions is suing Harvard and the University of North Carolina to prevent race from being a factor in the admissions process. Not talking about race doesn't erase discrimination. It ignores the ways that structural racial inequality impacts students. All students so deserve true. equitable access yeah. to higher education, along with ACLU math, uh, Mass and ACLU NC. We're fighting to protect academic freedom and a university's ability to grow a diverse student body. Now, let me repeat that. All students. Let me repeat that again. All students, in the words of the ACLU, all students deserve equitable access to higher education. <laughs> you dumb motherfuckers. Well, look, you're not a student unless you've been racially discriminated against. I guess. I, I guess it's like, <laughs> you know, you can't uh, you can't bring up a uh, lawsuit in uh, Pennsylvania on, you know, the election before it happens. Because, I mean, obviously you haven't been injured by the election. And then after it's happened, well, I, I mean, you know, how, how can we fix this? We can't fix it, so we can't really take the case up. So, I mean, what are you doing here? You know, similar situation, right? So, um there's also fantastic, uh, a little fantastic maneuver by the ADL. They redefined racism in a way that is ext- extremely racist. Basically, racism only is only caused by white people, and it only happens to people of color. Oh, okay. So racism can only be executed by a global minority against a global majority. Well, it's, 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 it's only racist if it's happening to the right people. Oh, okay. So, so a minority is racist against a majority population. Cool. Okay. Cool. Glad we could clear that up. 
Well, and of course, uh, yeah. oh, and then the Let's other. Uh, has it. Then we have the uh, the good bad news of uh, the beginning of the month as well. Nancy Pelosi oh, has uh, probably fucked Taiwan, and Taiwan uh, being a being a facial society, you know, uh, they they value face and how they appear in front of everyone has been made to look like an utter bitch by Nancy Pelosi. And they're throwing a fit over it. Uh, so, so here's the thing is, is people were pitching a fit about Nancy landing in Taiwan. It was going to be the cause of World War III, etc. And, you know, I, I had to explain to people it was never going to fucking happen. China is still way too... And the moment it could happen, China's going to do it anyway. They're not looking for a moment for us to be ready for them. They're looking for the moment they're ready, and then they're just going to march in because it's and they're just going to at that point they'll trump up some kind of uh, bullshit uh, reason, some false flag or whatever, or they'll just say we're going to do it like they did with Hong Kong. You know, the Hong Kong thing was uh, too many people are uh, are illegally um, all these protests or whatever. Elections. Oh, and oh, and above and beyond that too, it was uh, what was it? They needed to. uh, There was somebody that had like. What some dude from Hong Kong or mainland China had raped somebody from Hong Kong or mainland China, one way or the other, and yep. so they had left and gone back. And because they weren't the same country, you know, we can't we can't allow this to happen. And so, of course, they, so, they yeah, basically just yeah, invented so, some bumble. But in the same way, though, if the moment that it can happen, the moment they are ready, they have the military might that they suspect they need. They're ready to uh, to back to uh, block off people. Um, this is funny that a modal just came up from CNN. Meanwhile, in China, <laughs> so so. But again, like the moment they're ready, they're gonna have a reason. They've got ten reasons already. They just aren't using it yet. So Nancy landing there was not gonna start it. They still import, and I can never, I, I still can never remember which way around it is. You know, eighty or ninety percent of their food, and eighty or eighty or ninety percent of their energy. It's it's one for one and one for the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but just at that point, the ten percent difference doesn't fucking matter. They're importing just about all of their energy and food. They can't, and, and most of that energy is not coming from Russia. So, and most of that food is not coming from Russia. They tried to. Uh, so remember that Australia said. They wanted to. Uh, they they just raised the issue at the UN. They want an official investigation into uh, the origins of COVID in China, and that part made China say, "We don't want your grain imports anymore. Uh, we or exports. We don't want. We don't want to buy your grain anymore." And they had to come begging back to the table with Australia hmm. uh, because they need their grain. Oh yeah, they need Australian grain, and so they can't just say no. And, and I think Australia should have never come back to the table with them. I think they should have told them to fuck off, starve until they yeah, were begging on their knees. Because we would have bought it, or we, we would have, you know, incorporated it. Mexico could have bought it. South America. I mean, shit. That's what Russia is doing to the rest of the world right now. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly what they're doing. They're like, oh, you're hungry. Oh, that sucks, man. That must really well, suck for you. Grain to give you. <laughs> uh, well, we've got this grain. Uh, we could sell it to you. You know, if you yeah, want to buy, if you want to buy it, we'll sell it. You'll have to make it legal to sell it to you. But you know, if you want to do that, we will. If you don't, whatever. You know, so, you do. You do. You. 
So again, China is, is, and here's the thing. We also saw with COVID that that domestic manufacturing can pick up where Chinese manufacturing falters. And this has apparently always been the case. So the, the blunt end point here is that China is asymmetrically interdependent on most of the Western world in a way that disadvantages China badly. They're not going to be going to war over Taiwan if Nancy Pelosi lands there. That is not the excuse they're looking for. They just aren't able to execute right now. And the moment they are is when they will execute. Oh, sure. So they're not going to be waiting around like we did with uh, with uh, Pearl Harbor. Um, they aren't going to be pulling a strategy like that. They're going to be waiting until the moment they can jump in. Well, they and also the don't need a false flag to do it. So, you know. Well, well that's not a false flag. Shook. That was a real flag, but whatever. You know what I mean. Right. The, the other thing that got them shook was us going after Russia with SWIFT. And while Russia was able to walk that one off, China sitting back and abstaining from uh, from backing Russia at the UN was Russia admitting, or sorry, was uh, China admitting that they were scared of the same shit happening to them with the U.S. dollar? Because if they try to hold the what was it uh, 1.8 trillion or whatever we have in debt with them uh, against us, especially with our debt the size it is, you know, 30 trillion plus. Um, if they try to pull that, all we have to do is say, well, we don't care. And their $1.8 trillion in debt bonds don't matter. Like, oh, okay. Well, then we'll just void them. Fuck you. Yeah. Exactly. And here's the thing is, is they can do the same thing to us, but they hold currency from us. We don't hold currency from them. Yeah. That is their because for the longest time, there was, this, uh, there was this thing called the petrodollar. And now there's this thing called the Petro Yuan and also uh, not so much that one, but there's this, yeah, that's the big boy because there's two big boys on the scene right now, the Petro Dollar and the Petro Ruble. Thanks, Joe. Thank you so much. He's uh, he's just a, a gift broke. that keeps on giving. Indeed. So, yeah. Truly. But, God, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Truly, sir. Truly. No, it's perfect. But it's yeah, perfect. So the, the, whole, the whole thing is you're supposed to carry the big stick to get someone to come to the negotiating table, not just fucking swing it like an idiot. So instead of treading softly, he stomped in like an infant, swung the club around, and, not, and he knocked the bear in the head, and then it flinched. Yeah, the, the Russian economy got rat-fucked for a few months, but then they bounced right back, and they're stronger and not now only, than before. Yeah. They're stronger than they've been since... They're as strong as they've been since the fall of the Soviet Union. That's scary. Because one of the things that Trump was going to be able to do for us with Russia was move us towards being at peace, like but at real peace. Oh yeah. Real no, peace uh, is what we have with China actually right now, which is economic interdependency that prevents you from going to war. This is how the Hundred Years War ended between Spain and Britain. Yeah. We should uh we should absolutely be allied with Russia, but instead, no, we have uh, not only eliminated that as a possibility for at least a goodly few years, we have also driven them into the arms of our mortal foe. Bravo. Bra fucking vo. Slow fucking so again, clap. Again, like, you can, um, you can, if you can be a foe, but your economic interdependence will prevent war. This is what we've got with China. We have such economic interdependence that they are an ally, regardless of the tensions in terms of trade, 
in terms of the uh, uh, governments at at, uh, at the helm. Hell, if 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 this were if this if this were last century, you know, China is basically Germany right now, prior to becoming an empire. That's a fair assessment. Um, they are. They all, are well, that, well, they, well, that being got, said, though, they are doing all the war crimes. That, you know, but but anyway. Well, that's what I was getting to. Is they've they've already got the kind. They jumped ahead on that part. Yeah. They're already committing genocide. They've they're already, already harvesting organs, you know, doing all the stuff. They've already got regions around them that they're taking over. Uh, that would be Nepal and uh, Taiwan and, uh, uh, fuck's the other one, uh, Tibet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, Xinjiang also was an autonomous province until they decided it was going to be subjugated. So they've already got five different places that they're basically taking over um, after being given up by British rule. So, like, they, and, and admittedly, this was not by, by force in the way that uh, World War II created an empire for Germany, as short-lived as it was. Um, but you've already you've got a populist leader who's very popular nationally, very unpopular internationally, uh, believes in his nationalism, believes in the genocide that's being committed, and is, and is also hated by his own, uh, his, his own counterparts, who see him as a fascist element among communists. So it's if it's screaming familiar to you, then you've at least studied your German history a little bit. Yeah. It is, it's, this is a real... And the major problem here is... Well, they Germany say history not, doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. So there you go. Yeah. So Germany didn't have 1.6 uh, billion people living in it. China does. Indeed. That's a lot of people to get angry, That's, too. Right. So here's the thing is, is the moment the war machine actually does pick up, China's main faltering point is going to be their internal resources. And if they, if they, if, if we couple them strongly with Russia and Pakistan and Iran, that's bad because there's so all their belt and, and South Africa and India. Right. So Brazil likes America too much and they're interdependent with yes. us as well. India loves America. They're uh, a strong ally. Yeah. They would be They're just in it for the money. China for the South. The major Thanks, thing that that actually will keep in mind, China has actively been fucking with India the entire time. Uh, the line of actual control, they have a disputed Oh, border. yeah, no, they, they, there are specific issues there, yes. They're never going to be allied in, in a world war. They would be actively adversarial with each other. Oh, now, probably, India yeah. wouldn't necessarily jump in immediately. They'd probably be more like America in World War II. Uh, there is that one. There is that one area that's on the fucking mountains that they might. That it might get a little hot well, there. Well, like I said, that's, yeah, the line of actual control. Um, so Nepal would be so the, again. A series of triggers. You got Taiwan, Nepal. Um, uh, what, what the hell is that one country that was right there? Uh, it was one of those stand countries. <laughs> One second. My brain is fucking with me right now. Oh, just want a fucking map. Google Maps. Open up. Not where I am. I want to see the other side of the planet. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, Kyrgyzstan. I think that was it. Okay. Yeah, because the other side, basically the other side of Xinjiang. Um, so there's, there's the Latic region, uh, which is, which is concerned There's Kashmir, which, uh, China would probably be happy to take over and piss off Pakistan and India, but, uh, Nepal, um, Nepal, Latic, 
Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, and then uh, Taiwan. I mean, these are all basically places where China would be happy to move in. Nepal, in particular, they've—they're basically China in all but name at this point. They've the CCP has so captured the government there, and they're so built in with Belt and Road, um, much to uh, India's displeasure, that it's—it's it's basically become a uh, China puppet. Eventually, they're gonna get—they're um, gonna get pulled in. Oh, sure, that's fair. But like in you know Kazakhstan is probably not going to have an issue. They've they've got good border relations. But the uh, the line of actual control nonsense going on with Kashmir, Ladakh, um, and then uh, um, uh, those those the region north of uh, north and east of uh, Chandigarh in India. Um, that mountainous region right there is is all line of actual control problematic. Oh yeah, no. Uh, there's, basically, basically there's been the, some uh, the minor. Uh, conflicts even along the area, but nothing like shooting conflicts with people throwing rocks and shit. So the the western side of Tibet, the western and uh, slightly southern side of Tibet, um, west of Nepal, is uh, is where all the line of actual control issues are because Nepal is a buffer with India that has been very useful for diplomatic relations there, but there's no buffer to the west of Nepal. It's directly India on China, and or India on Tibet. And China sends their forces over there. They insist that the line of actual control is much is very deep into India. Um, oh, I'm sure. You know, basically um, pushing up against Chandigarh, right? Uh, and and New Delhi, uh, of course. So that's right. So it's it's push. It's you know, in China, the way their diplomacy works is they insist that they own all this area and that you're wrong. Indeed um, they do, and then they'll go and build islands if it's on the and water, they, and if it's not, then they'll just fuck around. And they completely ignore the history of it. They just insist that right now they are correct, and this is where China exists. And they would do the same thing with the rest of the planet if they had the resources to do it. True enough. Um, so they they don't they don't consider the border in dispute. They consider the border settled, and they consider that a lot of a significant chunk of that little area of India uh, is China. Which is just wrong. The line of actual control has has existed. Pretty, it's a de facto border. It's not an actual border. It's, it's existed there where it is uh, for quite a while. So it's it, the fact that China is trying to flex against it, or they were. Part of that is so it's the same way Putin needs to get national pride going to get him boosted in elections. Uh, she needs to do this every five years. You know, so. Um, that was one of that was basically just the thing he was doing. You remember that the last time he got elected, everyone was oh so surprised. Uh, this was kind of part of it. Yeah, and that makes sense. The way it works there is it's not just it's not just before you get elected; it's also right after that that kind of two year period is. Oh yeah, got to show that he's strong and not a weak man. Of course, of course, right. And the part of that is because then they do their their uh, the five year national plan, you know, the, the economic planning. Which at this uh, moment that, does include the fall of Taiwan. Right. Funny enough. So, well, remember we said earlier that uh, the war is coming this decade. Um, somehow, uh, now I would be happy. They if that won it by twenty thirty, and she, I think, has said to the party that he wants to get it done by twenty twenty five. Well, here's here's another thing to consider: is the long standing U.S. policy 
since uh, 1978 is that Taiwan belongs to China and we strongly back the strong democracy. So we, the reason that you keep seeing the, the wording strong democracy in Taiwan, that is our wording and that is what we back there as a free, strong democracy in Taiwan or um, you know, free democratic rule in Taiwan. That is what we push back against when China comes in to say otherwise. And you see how well that worked out with Hong Kong. It fucking doesn't. No. Eventually, China's going to land boots. And what would be the, the best outcome for us, as, as you know, us being everyone else besides China, would be that they take Taiwan in the same way they took Hong Kong. They do legislative fiat, and then they just kind of fold them in. And there be, there's going to be riots, and, and people are going to be pissed off and all. But that won't start a world war. What will start a world war, though, is if we do not get our fab capacity up and running before they show up, because that is a national security issue for most of the Western world. Indeed, and it that's is. why it's. And it's, there's a number of really folks that have thing. kind of already signed on to just say, "Hey, if this gets hot, we're we're with you on the China thing." Well, so China the, is not the, the same news, situation as Russia. Right. The good news is that we've gotten, you know, while it's a stripped down version of the one. Trump negotiated, which was better and had more incentives to bring fabs here. The CHIPS Act did get passed, and I think it was signed already. Yeah, it was signed. The CHIPS Act has been signed into law. That means we're going to be bringing, we, we're going to provide incentives, tax incentives to get companies to break ground and put fabs in the U.S. There were, what was it, two in Texas, one in, in New Mexico or wherever the hell it was. There's one in Ohio. Uh, that, no, that, that Trump had negotiated. Oh, okay. Um, so, so his negotiation was, uh, the, the final result of that was that they would get a $10 billion tax break on their uh, on the on the new fabs. Each fab would, would, be, would mean they didn't have to pay up to $10 billion of taxes for some set number of years or, or in total or whatever it was. That got scrapped with the chips bill when Biden showed up. And now they've gotten another, a stripped-down version of it passed, which has less incentives and, and a lot of other stuff that was going to be built into it. But that's good news because that means that we're going to make fabs. As soon as we get chip manufacturing out of Taiwan, Taiwan basically belongs to China, and it's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. If they try to take it before that, that Things might get war. Weird, yeah. Thankfully, the EU has also just started to uh, break ground on fabs, uh, one in Germany, uh, and I can't remember, I think there was another one that we're going to be building, uh, maybe in France, it would make sense, um, but at least one in Germany. Uh, you know, if they can keep the fucking lights on. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, I have a small be, update on that, on. by the way. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the turbine is sitting in a warehouse, waiting for sanctions to end <laughs> to go to Russia. Repaired and ready to go, but it right. can't. Okay, so well, you know, so it does. Uh, tough titties. I guess you're gonna have to go back the nuclear, like they said they wouldn't. Yeah, sucks like to they, they said they're gonna Gosh. bring up potentially an additional three old nuclear reactors they'd already turned off. Um, that they Which could turn on it within happened, a few weeks. But yeah. But yeah, so they they got the original three that they were turning off. The last three, um, they're bringing those back, and then they're talking about bringing back an additional three. <laughs> poetic. I hope they do, and that Nord Stream 2 becomes functionally useless. 
That's uh, the only way we're going to be able to come back. It, well, so remember, we need a big stick to come back at Russia with. Oh, true. But the down. problem is they've got a huge petrochemical industry that relies almost entirely on Russian petrochems. Yeah, yeah. But again, again, though, being able to tell them, keep in mind that while, while energy while energy can be a loss, uh, considered in parts a loss leader for the uh, oil industry, and uh, and specialty chem and uh, and, and pol- uh, polymers as the basic product that comes out of it. Um, energy is not insignificant. You know, it's 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 what caught, you know all the transport and stuff. So basically, if we tell them we're no longer doing energy with you, uh, we're just going to be importing to do polymers and stuff. That is a big stick to wield. That yeah, is, is that is the big stick you need. Uh, true. That's the way. It, so while that doesn't get rid of the petro ruble, it it brings people back to even terms, which is really what we need in order to get trade going strong enough that we can become interdependent and prevent war. Yeah, maybe. And so the other thing is, you know, being up front about this kind of shit with them would probably go a long way. For being, being up front with Russia. Okay, yeah. That's, uh... Yeah, I know, I know. I know. It's, it's a strange concept there, telling them exactly what we're going to do and then doing it. Yeah, there was this guy that uh, did something like that. Did something like that with North yeah, Korea, he... too. Yeah. Well, anyway. yeah, it was weird. He, yeah. he got them to like stop doing crazy shit for a while. Yeah, got, he, weird. I think he even shook hands with them. Yeah, might have, might have actually you know, put his own strange. physical body that, uh... in danger in a way that no one in such a position had ever done before, at least in living memory, and uh, and really did something brave that, uh... and uh, whatever. But you know, he's you saw that he works you saw for, that, uh, um, there was that right? there's this lake that was named after him or was set to be named after him that's now under dispute again. Between uh, uh, Kosovo and Serbia, of you know that war that was supposed to be ending. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was about wrapped up. A lot of things were really, uh, really about wrapped up, but uh, just aren't anymore. Speaking of yeah, that, so, I right. am uh, starting to uh, really have some sharp it's about pains. time. So yeah. I have a good story that we can close on. A nice okay. happy tale. Uh, let me get you the link here. Okay. And. Uh, Drop that for you in the staff chat there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll end the day on a happy note, which we like to do. We like to do that here at the Fake Untitled Podcast. Oh, you know, shit. you know, something to really oh, lift the spirit. So, um, as uh, as our listeners may be familiar, there's a, a woman by the name of Megan McCain. She's the uh, the son of the man who bore the who's, famous who's tumor that did so much good for America. Bless you, tumor. May you rest in peace. Your service will not be forgotten. Uh, but uh, Megan McCain, she worked on uh, on The View for a while. And, uh-huh. um, well, she had to take a bit of a break, you know, for, uh, I think it was paternity leave, if I'm not mistaken. Good for I'm, her, I guess. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And uh, when she got back, uh, let me, I'll just read her own words because they will touch you. I hope that they will touch you in the way that they have touched me in my funny bone. I finally went back to the show. And the day I went back to the show, Joy Behar said on air, nobody missed you. We didn't miss you. You shouldn't have come back. McCain told the podcaster. (laughs) And that is a touching (laughs) statement that touches my funny bone on a deep level. And fills uh, me with a joy I can I can barely describe. So it touches your funny bone like gay men touch monkeypox on little children. It does. It does intimately, and repeatedly. 
So with I'm that, sorry. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ninety-eight percent of the game, man. That's just a little shallow. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That is more than forty-one percent, though. But anyway, we'll go ahead and uh, leave it at that with that happy little bit of news. Was there anything else you were wanting to get to this week? You know, you know what? Um, if there is, we'll get to it next week. Sounds fair. Because Sounds uh, fair. I'm pretty sure it, would, it wouldn't be time sensitive if it wasn't jumping to the head of uh, front of my head right now. Fair enough, man. Well, it's uh, it's been a pleasure, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you again real soon.